This book has bad words. Uh, Daniel. <laughs> Hello, Brachie. <laughs> Hello, Chelsea. How are you? I'm good. All right. Today's episode oh, yeah. is brought to you by The Collective Therapy. Yeah, The Collective Therapy. What a uh, institution she is. Yeah. Um, yeah, what a fucking episode. I feel really good. I had, It was like a therapy session for us both. Yeah, we, it was for me as well. Yeah, we dived deep into our own sort of childhoods. and. and well, I did youth. a therapy session with Chels um, with some RTT, uh, so hypnotherapy. So if you want to find out a little bit about that and what makes my brain tick, uh, listen on. Yeah. Uh, what else did we talk about, Chels? What, how it works. Trauma yeah. and the meanings you tie to events, ADD, parenting. Yeah. Um. Mm. Your dreams <laughs> found health and yeah. lifestyle, and mm-hmm. how that's affecting yeah, your mental health. Alcohol, yeah, yeah. Mm, that was a very, very good episode. And if you are needing to talk to someone or figure some stuff out about mm. anything, uh, my trigger was anxiety attacks that I saw Chelsea about. So listen up, and um, it's helping me so far. Mm. Um, I'm feeling much better. These emotional responses are all valid, and uh, we we uh, we. And this is a safe space. <laughs> yeah, we uh, get involved in that. So in let's get hard. Let's get mental. Look at these men. <laughs> I'll take the bit. <laughs> I'm a crow. <laughs> you shall you not pass. You shall not pass. <laughs> he never did the W, but everybody else has done the W. <laughs> Listen all the way to the end, and you'll see why he's the dumbest cunt on the planet. Yes. Grab a drink, settle down, and we'll see you in right now. Yeah. Good morning, Chelsea Morgan. Oh, is it morning? Actually, I think it's Mid-day. just ticked over afternoon, yeah. It's 12.22. Okay, so good All afternoon, Chelsea Morgan. <laughs> good afternoon, boys. How are you? I'm good. Beachy. I'm feeling cleansed from the ocean. Mm. Oh, yeah. I just got back from the beach with my daughter and wife. Mm. It was glorious. I'm feeling cleansed from confessions last night. Oh, the confessional? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That what Chelsea didn't go to? Yeah. (laughs) Shit, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Come in hot. Why don't you? Yeah. So, yeah. Confessional was epic, bro. We had 60 people for the 9 o'clock show. Yep. Six people for the 10.15 show. It was a bit late. Come on, Nana. Well, Ten fifteen <laughs> in the middle of Fringe. However, there's no Fringe Hub, so you don't yeah. get any walking traffic. And yeah, obviously your mates don't support you. So, <laughs> oh, um, crime in I love that show as well. That's it's probably the fucking best. It's it's the Do one. You know how hard I, it is, and because I've <clears throat> I've been to about four or five of them, mm. and the um, confession. Yeah, every single about. one's mm. different. So mm. I go there not going. Oh, I've seen Delby tell his mm. jokes. Yeah. I fucking go there going. This is. Sick. Yeah. It's mm. good fun. Because it's interacting with the crowd. Yeah. And yeah. we come up with, me and Cam remember stuff like, me and Cam McLaren remember stuff we've done and we go, oh, yeah. Oh, how's this for a story? Like I told all brand new mm. stories last night. With six, yeah. It's it's a very hard show. We thought it was going to be a hard show to run with six people because you rely completely on the crowd confessions. Yeah. There was two girls <laughs> and four dudes. Yeah. Right? So one of them was like, oh, I had my period at school, but I was wearing my black pants. Um, I'm still embarrassed to this day because it was a pool of blood. And I'm like, well, it's a 50% chance <laughs> of who that was because there's only six people in the crowd. Two of them are women. I'm like, unless, you know, I'm assuming genders, it could be someone else. But I'm like, girls. So they only had six confessions in the box and there were six people. So we had to play like match the confession to the person. We'll go. Yeah. What we did, because there's only six, I refunded them their money. Um, four, four people didn't take it because me and Cam ended up doing forty minute show. Yeah, to six people, forty five minutes to six. That's people. That's great. Hmm. So we just did their confession, and then me and Cam did our confessions. Yeah, 
but new ones, and it was they were loving it, man. Like it was six people, but pissing so you themselves. could probably use those confessions maybe in the other shows. Well, now we can just do the show. It doesn't matter how many people because we can do crowd confessions. Oh and yeah, then me and Cam, because the our confession bits, the way it came about was because. We had these stories that didn't fit in stand-up, but they were like weird shit that's happened. Yeah, yeah, which so in a confessional thing, you can riff with, yeah. So that's yeah. what Cam was like, these are stories that I can't fit into my stand-up. So we just told our stories and the crowd, like the crowd, the six people were loving it because yeah. it was like not a stand-up, but it was like a story bit. Yeah. And it, it was awesome. Then we played um, George Tell uh, <laughs> yeah. with the six people and they were all out on the first one because my, my one they didn't think, <laughs> Mel Cam was capable of. Yep. I won't tell people what it was, so you come to the show. Yeah. Um. Actually, well, the confession was I once scared a guy so much he changed sexuality and nationality. <laughs> so that's a story of mine from Canada. So if you want to hear that story, come to the show. Um. And they all went out on that, but then I got to tell that story, mm. and yeah, it was forty minutes. And by the end of it, I was like, "Here's your money back," and they were like, "No, nah, keep it, keep it." Except for this one couple, they took the refund, and I said, "Also, we're going to buy you guys drinks because you know there's six of you, and we don't." Yeah. If you don't want to stay, we'll just buy you a drink just to apologize for no one coming. Yeah. They took the piss, man. I didn't realize old fashions. Literally. Yeah. Took the piss. <laughs> yeah. He just. Hey, how you going? <laughs> old fashions are 20 bucks a drink. I didn't know that, right? So I go, what are you two drinking? They're like 20. They're like old fashioned. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll get two of them. One dude ordered like a spritz. The other guy got um, <laughs> some other. And these two dudes that didn't even pay for tickets are like, yeah, Long Island iced tea. I'm like, you fucking you dog. Fucking that's like a $25 <laughs> drink. What if they listen so, to this podcast? And fuck you're oh, that's all right. Fucking fuck him. Because I'm he was. Sorry. He took the piss. He was the reason. I let we him don't in. need people like that listening no, they were to nice, this podcast. Like, they, were, they were nice dudes, man. But he came late to my show and he was like, oh, man, like I'm late. I missed half your show. Can I stay for the next one? And then they came late to that one. And then I still got him the drink. I was like, yeah, I'll get you like a rum and coke or something. And he's like, yeah, Long Island Ice Tea. I was like, you fucking taking the... I said it. I was like, you fucking serious, dude? So whatever, man. I'll, I'll buy it. So Don't listen up, to the podcast anymore if you do. And You're not welcome. And well, yeah, so, they just got caught a dog and then a bloody... Well, that's a pretty dog act. Don't even come to my show. <laughs> come late. Then come late to the next one that I let you in for free. And then order the most expensive drink you can. Did you ask him why he was late? Maybe there was a legit reason. Oh, that's true. Maybe we're being judgmental for no reason. Yeah, but then he was late to the <laughs> show maybe, that I gave him free tickets to. And maybe a Long Island Ice Tea is like the, the, t- the drink that he always drinks because it reminds him of his dying <laughs> grandfather or something. Oh, no. You've that, really that's gone a bit far. <laughs> <laughs> I met yeah. a, I met, I randomly met a fan of the potty last night yeah. serving drinks at the bar at the wedding I was uh, at. Sick. That's our demographic, baby. It was great, mate. I walked in and he was like, Branchy. And I was like, fuck, I, I must know this guy. Hey, <laughs> how you going, man? What's going on? How you been? Like acting, And he's like, no, you don't know me. Like, oh, <laughs> that backfired. Yeah, yeah. No, it ends up he, um, uh, Pinder gave him a little spot to open up for him uh, three or four weeks ago. Liam, All right. Liam, Liam someone. Uh, Liam. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, he's just getting into comedy apparently. Were you so. going to say Liam Hemsworth? Mm. Just said. <laughs> 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 Liam Hemsworth. Yeah. No, Liam MC or something like that. Oh, um, yeah. I can't quite oh, recall. but cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, he listens to the potty. So. Sweet. Good on him. Yeah, that, that couple that came last night, they made money off my friend show. They made 40 bucks. I refunded them 20. <laughs> and, I, and I bought them the 20 bucks. So they made 40 bucks each, man, from coming to a friend show. Well, I hope they certainly listen to the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Before um, we pain, get on with it, Charles, to get listens, listens. I'm just going to ask you guys, would you just come to a friend show next year? I have an idea called the $100 friend show. So it's, a, it's one of those ones, you know how people with money like Who to... Who gets the 100 bucks? No, no, no. It's $100 a ticket. 
Well, so what am I getting for 100 bucks? I know bucks? you're not going to come because it's $100 a ticket. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if, if, I want to know what I'm getting. Exactly. You don't know until you go. No, fuck that. Yeah, but you know how some people like going, oh, I bought the $100 ticket like as a flex, if like to show off? Hmm. Do you think if you did a one-off show, 100 seats, $100 a ticket? What are you guaranteed? you got to be guaranteed you don't know. something. You don't know. Are you... What? Is nah. It, without I, I, saying what it is, is it going to be something good? Well, it's going to be a fringe show, so mm. it'll be stand-up. Mm. It will be some form of a gift as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay. So in my oh, head, yeah. I'm thinking maybe... Hard yarns, T-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you'd buy okay, like maybe a bottle else. of vodka, like nice vodka or something, yeah, so straight yeah. away yeah. it's really a $60 ticket mm. and you get a, a 40 for, or But a what about $60. for people who don't drink alcohol? Like fucking man up, cunt. Like, like you. Like me. <laughs> nah. Uh, Do you know what, actually? Know, but that's, you just buy the ticket and that's what happens. It's a mystery. I think I would probably not. I'm cheap. Yeah. But I, you know how there's people that... Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. I don't think that's cheap. I think that people want to know what they're putting their money towards because without sounding like the right counsellor, because money is like valuable, right? Mm. We work for our money. So yeah. to just give $100 away and not know what you're getting. But like, my, you wouldn't be my demographic. My demographic oh, would right be... Oh, righto, righto. No, like I'm saying <laughs> the demographic would be the drug dealers, the young dudes <laughs> that are like, oh, yeah, I bought the $100 ticket because I'm a fucking flex. I bought these, I bought tickets. You know those kind of people? Oh, I went yeah. to the $100 show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mate. Like, Instagram is all $100 show. What are you going to lose if you do it, it's really? 100 bucks. No, you. I mean, Me? as well, like... Fuck all. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So fucking take a risk, I guess. Yeah. yeah it could be. It could be a fucking great thing. Yeah. Mm. So Look at next think, year. Let me think on that. Yeah. I want to. Th- I need to It's just a concept that I've came up with. A bit. Lately, just thinking if it was quality stand-ups and freestyle, maybe a little burlesque stripper or something. Oh yeah. Like. Oh, so you've had a bit of a think. It's not a fart concept. Like, it just lasts as long yeah. as a fart. Yeah. It's a bit of a shark. Depends who you know. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a shark now, yeah. That's so, good. Mm. Thank you for coming in again today, Chelsea. Yeah. Oh, you could be, and this is exciting me. exciting news. Again, we'll get all the relationship and the and the therapy stuff in a moment, mm. but um, this could literally be our last episode in this room. Oh, what? So you're getting a studio or something? Well, if Wolfie can sort his shit out and we can actually get into there and, and go sort out a time to go, yeah, we should have a little um, a little joint little studio with a few people. So, Wow, that's so cool. Um, this could be the last one here, uh, but that may not be the case. That'll but, be um, nice for you to keep working. It'll be good for my separate. wife. I was about to say. And, <laughs> and, and your little girl. Yeah. Well, it's, it's she's... We're finding it harder to put her to sleep. Mm. And with there's me and Del be laughing. Of we, course. We're not very loud when we laugh. You will sleep when um. I put you to sleep. You will go to sleep, young girl. Um, it ends up being uh, a little harder now. So it's going to be good in that way. And it's good for me to be able to go somewhere to work as well. Yeah, you can compartmentalise between work and home, which is mm. good. No one likes the fusion. But no. you uh, made a very flattering uh, comment as you walked in. You said, I, I look really good. Have I been exercising? And I have been exercising, but mm. I've been not drinking. What did you notice? I'm mm. oh, just interested. Sparkly eyes. And do you know what? You I don't compliment often. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very complimentary, am I, Del? Not very, no. So when I say it, it's mm. like I mean it, you know? Yeah. And um, I, yeah, you, you look, um, it was a sparkle. 
Mm. That's what it was. Your, your eyes were twinkly. Mardi, I had a Mardi Gras. I did have a moment. And I, I usually, when I have these moments, I usually text Delby. He's for some reason for the last year, Delby's been the person I text when these sorts of things happen. But I woke what, up when you get a compliment. No, when I oh. have like booty calls, booty calls. When I get like <laughs> uh, like shifts or like energy, oh, yeah, like yeah. I feel different. So yeah. I woke. I didn't tell anyone this one. Um, I just woke up on Thursday morning and I just felt fucking amazing and i don't mean mm. just mentally i mean physically and it's the first time i got out of bed my back didn't ache nothing mm, i didn't have systems i wasn't tired line. i wasn't there was nothing i just mm. woke up and and i went fuck i haven't felt good for seven or eight nine years and i can't believe that i haven't mm. yeah when you say good do you mean clear clarity just everything the yeah. back felt good um which normally is a bit achy yeah yeah um yeah. i didn't have a like a bit of a sort of a, a I guess you know you wake up a little bit hazy, yeah, tired, some, yeah, mm. sometimes wake up tired, mm. yeah, exactly, depressed. I just woke not up, not wanting to go to work, and it was a, <laughs> <laughs> it was a long day as well. I worked, uh, I actually, I had yeah, worked all day. Then I went to the lounge and I did uh, a little, uh, a little five minute spot. Then I got home at about nine o'clock. So it was a long day. Mm. I slept oh. perfectly. That's just so called a day in my out? life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I would say that that. That good feeling that you feel like clear, anti-inflam, no pain, just like you just feel alert and just clean mm. is because your system isn't alkaline or acidic. Mm. It's No, sorry. It's your system isn't acidic. It's alkaline. And, yep. you know, like noth- everything that's not good for us breathes in an acidic environment. Mm. So, so, well, even like last night, and I'm starting to get addicted to it, to not drinking. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. last night was the perfect example of a time where my arm would always be twisted. So um, I went and filmed a wedding. It's four weeks. I was like, fuck, that marks a really good mm. achievement. Maybe I should have a beer tonight. I was at a wedding. Everyone was drinking. I had mm. a few friends at the wedding. I said no. And then I went to a mate's engagement party. As I got there, found out it was actually a surprise wedding. Didn't mm. realise. And normally that'd be like, well, fuck, I better have a beer with the groom. He took me to the bar. He's like, let's have a beer. And... And just I said, sorry, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a couple of lines on this thing. <laughs> no, I, um, I just said, uh, mate, I'm actually not, I haven't been drinking for a month and I'm, I might just have a couple of soda waters, but I'll still stick around and have a yarn. And I did. Hmm. And I said, no. And he was fine with that. He didn't pressure me into anything hmm. like that, which was great. And um, I think that's another thing. You feel like you're going to get the pressure from your mates, like, ah, oh, you fucking pussy, have a hmm. drink. But I didn't. And. I That's woke up good. this morning. I fucking felt amazing. I went to the beach with Scotty and Steph, and mm. um, I'm almost like tempted to just keep not drinking. Yeah, do all. it. I, I've got a few things that I've got coming up that I specifically I've said I've got occasions. I will. Mm. So I've got a wedding um, where I'm a groomsman, and I've got a bucks party where I'm running mm. the bucks party where I'll um, I'll have drinks, but I don't I don't think I'll. You'll find that you have a couple of drinks, and you'll feel well that that buzz that we like from mm. alcohol, right? Mm. And so. That's good. You and you need less, so therefore you wake up feeling better anyway mm. because your your system doesn't have to process and get rid of as much alcohol, right? Yeah. So your hangover isn't as severe. So keep it up, I say, keep it up. Mm. I definitely from now on, I think I'm just going to limit the amount of alcohol, regardless. So like even mm. um, going, I went and worked at the lounge on Wednesday night, and while I was there, I sort of usually have a beer, and I didn't have a beer. I didn't do anything. I just drank water the whole time. Hmm. Just um, finding it easy to turn down alcohol, which is good. good. Mm. 
Real man. Well, that's my back's real man looks like. Drinking, so. Yeah, you've been pretty off it as well, haven't yeah. you? Yeah, but that's just because of fresh life being so hectic. I was going to say, do you think yours would be more, and you'd be better, obviously, to answer this, mm. would this be more a reflection of the stress load that he's taking on the back? Or that, like... Both, yeah. yeah. Well, d- well I've, I haven't been working out either. So I've been... I've been up late. Oh, yeah, so lack of... At school, I haven't been going to F45. I haven't been able to... Well, I haven't had just the fucking forced the energy to work out, man. Yeah, so... so I went for a swim this morning. Support. I believe that everything that um, comes out physically is a manifestation of suppressed emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, that's... With other things as well. I mean, like, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Um, but... I would say the back's a supportive area. So if you feel overworked and like you're giving out more energy than you're getting, you're not supporting yourself and therefore it manifests and shows up in the back. Yeah. yeah my back's fucked. Well, fucking self-love, thanks. You are a very – you do a lot of work. Well, I was – He yeah. just does a lot. A I've lot. I've met someone that does so also much. Also, I'm standing up like – The energy out yeah. is so much more than the energy in and we need to remember that. Mm. If you empty your cup – you have to fill it back up in order to be able to empty it as efficiently you again mean with next rest? time. No, with booze. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean with rest, sleep? Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, anything. Um, Sex? Whatever. Fuck, whatever. Yeah, whatever um, fills your cup, you know. Like mm. it's different for everyone. Some people want to sleep. Other people want to go to the beach. Some people want to go for a walk around trees because they want that grounding energy. Other people want to lay in the sun because they need uh, that. Vitamin sp- D. Well, yeah, and the, what yeah. about betting? Betting? If I like to sit and have a gamble. No. No? No, see, it's no. But I'm filling my cup with money. <laughs> with adrenaline. Oh, yeah. Which is energy out. Energy oh, in is about... No, I'm fucked. Okay, so beautiful energy in would be soaking in a bath. Do you have a bath? Okay. I don't. Do you have a bath? No. No. My nonna couldn't have afford one back in the oh, 60s. Okay. Go buy <laughs> one I'm in my nonna's old house. Buy a bath? Yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> so I've actually just I've got an outdoor bath. An outdoor bath. And it's my most favourite thing How ever. How do you fill it up? Like what cold water? With water, yeah. Cold though. No, with hot water. I've got a hot water tap on my farm. And literally I lay oh, under hang the on. stars. Uh, I'll just go get a farm. <laughs> With a hot water tap, eh? Can you just calm your <laughs> fucking farm? Yeah. Um, let me finish my Sorry sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to paint the picture and you're not letting me finish. Yeah. So buy the <laughs> fucking bath from Bunnings, <laughs> you fuck. Yeah. And you fill it up with hot water. Like who sits in a cold bath what, unless like, it's hot yeah. or cold? I mean, Epsom salts? Epsom salts, magnesium. I get all my herbs. I just literally go to my garden and get sage, marjoram, rosemary, ah. whatever, scrunch it up, chuck it in the <clears> bath. Candle, you want to make sure that all the elements are around you. So you've got water in the bath, which is very soothing. Mm. Then you've got fire of a candle, which is very passionate and invigorates and sparkles up creativity. Then you've got the wind, which is mm. for so me. open a window that blows out the candle. Well, you're outside. I'm, I'm outside. Yeah. I'm out on the lawn. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. And then what's – and then grounding. Earth for so any passerbys that want to go past the farm? I put crystals <laughs> in my bath at the bottom. So Do, that's like What the specific grounding. crystals? Depends on what I need. See, this is the thing. So if we're talking about filling your cup up, if you really want to do a good fillage, you need to, I would say, spark up all those elements. So wind, water, fire, earth. And Captain Planet with heart. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Captain Planet is. Yeah, yeah. 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 Earth, wind, water, fire and heart. I know, that's cool. Yeah. And then it makes power. 
And that's exactly what you want, right? Mm -hmm. Because people think filling their cup is like watching a movie or whatever, but it's not really. That's numbing your cup. Yeah. Like, that's true, because whenever you go out in nature, you always feel better. Oh, so mm. much better. Yeah. When but you go for a swim at the beach, you feel... Because there's no 5G, Delby. No. <laughs> but more, more than anything, it's about receiving, right? So, yeah. it's like, sometimes I'll just go like this to my arms in the bath, and I will be the arm, not the hand. Hmm? Y- you'll direct your attention, focus? So, receiving... So let's say this is the receiver, right? Because my hand is stroking my arm like that or mm-hmm. my body like that. Be the body, not the hand. Oh, I get you. Receive yeah. the comfort. Yeah. Oh. Don't give the comfort. And just that oh, shift in. I, I see what you mean. Be the receiver. Like self Is that why it's easier, I guess, because you don't have to picture that when someone's massaging you, mm-hmm. you're, not, you're not having to do that, what you just mm. said. Imagine yourself stroking your arm. Mm. You're you're giving you're and you're receiving instead yeah, of like I'm. Oh, so this if my is, girlfriend's mm, listening, I need lots more receiving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, sometimes I'll wake up in, in the night. I don't know if anyone else does it. Just and I'll be like myself. this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like this, and Jake's looking at me like, "What the fuck? I look like a ghost thing." But I'm like this, and She's stroking her and arm. And I'll wake listening. up and I'll be like, "Oh," and then I'll it'll, I'll be like, "Oh, I need to give myself. I need to fill my cup up because mm. I'm doing it in my sleep," you know. Mm. Cool. Yeah. yeah so. Well, well, I'll start. I'll do some. Fill your cup. Yeah. So after. And this. no, it's not gambling. For God's sake. Well, just, Wrong you've idea. Got to check. Just got to <laughs> check these things. What is gambling for? I'm the, I'm the same. I'm nowhere near on the level of Delby, but I love gambling. Stimulation. Because I, I stopped gambling for about a year, except okay. So I didn't like completely ban it, but like I just stopped doing it on my phone, watching TV. Like oh, I'm bored. I've got nothing to do. So I basically. I'd only gamble if I got together with the lads at the pub and we put a syndicate together or something like that. That's all right. I li- and that I saved more money. I felt fucking amazing. Mm. And then one day I think I just I got onto a, a footy game and I put a multi bet on and it all came back. What is, Fuck yeah. what is it? What is it? What is it doing for Look, us? We Making money. That's what it's doing. Yeah. No, no. We Profits. always hear about your wins, don't we? We don't hear do about your losses. Win, win, I just no think. What. Well, regardless of wins and losses, gambling. what is it doing for us? Adrenaline. It's mm. it's endorphins. It's the it's like people that are shopping addicts and love shopping centers. It's the energy that it, it gives your system, the stimulation. It's the heightening. You know, mm. if you feel like this and then you go gambling, all of a sudden, you know, you start to sparkle up. Yeah. And I no, like. No, you pre- need to de sparkle. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sparkling, baby. No, because yeah, I I like outsmarting the bookies. I like going. <laughs> I like going, you guys are wrong and I'm right. Oh, of course you do. Yeah. Hello, Ego. How yeah. are you going? What's your Ego's name? Check my bank account from Daniel Sportsbet Delby. and it'll tell you. <laughs> Negative 3,000. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's because I like going, nah, you're wrong. I, I, wanna know. Know, I'm ne- I need to create yeah. an Ego name for you, let me think. It's like Todd. It's like Tosser. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Todd. Todd. Like, you know Todd. That, what's a Tosser name? You need one. Uh a tosser. Like a, who's a wanker. Like a banking, like someone that's a banker. Mark McGowan. <laughs> like an arrogant name. Oh, I don't know. Probably but shouldn't say a name because then yeah, like a listener will be like, oh, and I'll give him them issues. So oh, let's yeah. not choose a name. What was um Jordan? The Wolf of Wall Street. Belfort. Jordan, Jordan Belfort. Yeah. It can be Jordan. I like yeah. the name Jordan though. Okay. Yeah, i got a few Jordan friends. Jordan, but yeah. that Millsy. kind of suits Millsy. Yeah, He doesn't listen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean. I, he tells me every time I don't listen, though. I get the adrenaline, <laughs> but at the same time, I do like knowing that they've made a mistake and capitalising on their mistake. 
Good grief. So, Todd in the house. Yeah. Capitalizing on people's mistakes. On bookies' mistakes. Uh, they're, they're, I don't know. So, what gambling. about them? So, it's a gambling agency. When, they, when I see that they've made a mistake, mm. where I think, nah, you guys are fucked, this is way more of a chance than you give it, then I, I mm. win and I beat them. I'm so like, you tell yeah. yourself so you? that you're the hero, not the villain here. Correct. So you would have no, loved Robin sorry. Hood though, right? <laughs> <laughs> You would have loved the Robin Hood stuff then, the shorting. And yeah, that's a, that's awesome. You love that stuff. Yeah. yeah. But then anyway, fucking Robin Hood turned Look at his schmirk. Yeah, he yeah. loves Jordan, it. Jordan, so, man. Well, I got, I got, yeah, well, He's you know, I got banned from beating the bookies. Look how, their own you game. do look really excited he about it. He loves it. I'm sparkling, guys. <laughs> He's sparkling. sparkling. <laughs> you don't need it, not alcohol. You just talk about gambling. No, you need to go hug a tree and ground <clears throat> yourself. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. yeah. Tree hugging, uh, it works. Mm, now, I don't hug a oh. tree, but I'll stand next to a tree. Oh, it's my favourite. I love trees. That's why I live in Denmark. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love yeah. forests. There's a reason. Oh, you need yeah. With do, a little river well, and a stream going through me. it. That's literally where I live. Yeah, we'll come on a down farm. for a little, um, mm-hmm. little family trip. Yeah, yeah I'll bring yeah, some hot water down. for the bath and, uh, and some, <laughs> some fucking crushed up sage. <laughs> Let's do hard yarns in Denmark. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, do it. on the farm. Denyarns. Yeah. Um, we should Ten do, yards. and we can do a moon ceremony. I do um, full moon ceremonies, and so I do like cacao, like you know, drinking the hot cacao, chocolate yeah, yeah, in yeah. the dark moon and setting intentions, and it's a very ceremonial um, drink, and it's it's just it's awesome. I love it because so, you, you for because we've been getting a few newer listeners recently. Mm. We should just. Um, let them know mm. anyone that hasn't heard you before on our podcast um, podcast podcast <laughs> podcast that you uh, I guess you combine the fringe sort of stuff that uh, people not, not fringe festival fringe festival I guess the fringe the spiritual holistic side. The spiritual side um, with uh, science the science and the, the what psychology yes psycho- psychology. psychology and stuff yeah, is that so the best description of what you do yeah so the last well t- uh, thirteen years I've gotten myself qualified in a lot of different things so that I could start my company, The Collective Therapy, which is essentially a fusion of all different modalities to help people get that change in their lives that they want because I believe that not one cut fits all. Is that the same? Yeah, yeah. It's a good – it's a – I love it. Good overall – yeah, you're covering all the bases. Mm. I like it. So you wanted to chat about a few things today as well, such as hypnotherapy. We can talk about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. actually, side doing. note: hypnotherapy. Um, Matt Horn is that his name? Matt Horn? No, what, Matt. from Fringe. Yeah, the Matt Hale. Hi- Matt Hale. That's mm. it. That's it. Um, Matt Hale, the hypnotherapist, or the he does the yeah. mentalism. Mentalism. Yeah. No, he does uh, hypnosis. Hypnosis. Yeah. 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 So he, I, one of my mates who I seen at this wedding last night, he said, oh, "I went to see him." And um, he he got hypnotized, mm-hmm. and he's the 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 bloke bloke who's just like, nah, this yeah. shit's fucking not gonna work. Yeah, but see, you're pointing at Delby, but Delby doesn't get hypnotized because he recognizes the he was the like, triggers no, the- he said, no, no, I can't be hypnotized. I remember one of the episodes, and I was like, oh, I love the people yeah. that say they can't be hypnotized because I'm like, come to me. Well, he just didn't think anything. He just, which mm. I think was probably the best. He just, and he didn't realize. He's, he was telling me how he got hypnotized and didn't realize until after the show, and someone showed him the video. Do you know? And then he realized really? he did know the whole time. People think, but he just didn't. He said it was very hard to explain. I still knew when you did me what was happening, but I just let myself surrender, and I trust that my subconscious was gonna. Yeah, I do had the rest. to say that to I you still, before. Yeah. Just tune out two things. Tune out that it's me, and tune out on trying to figure out the process and be one step ahead of me because 
that's Dobie's character because he's a stand-up comic, right? He has to be one step ahead of the crowd or one step ahead of whoever and that's what you're so good at. But in hypnosis, that's what will... It stops you. It, it will I actually still, destroy I had to process. catch myself doing it because I'm like, all right, fuck, chill. No, but you did say, what the hell? I've gone back to this scene. What the hell? Wow. And so that's what I loved is that you still got that shock. And that's what I wanted for you. I wanted you to shock you because I'm just the guide, right? I'm not a wizard. I can't, you know, it's it's up to people what the depth of hypnosis they want to go into. The other thing is hypnosis is a fancy word for deep, a deep state of relaxation. And so I always say to people, don't expect to feel hypnotised because – because that's not what it was for me either. It was like just, just being comfortable, being relaxed and letting your brain bring things up yeah. that you might have forgotten about or just trusting whatever you're going to say is meant to be what you're going to say. Well, that's the point of the thing. So you might have a, a memory, for example, of um, getting bit by a dog, Yeah. right, when you were about to kiss a girl, for example. This yeah. isn't my memory. I'm just making it up. <clears throat> and you sure? completely <laughs> forgot, yeah, you've completely forgotten about that. Yep. And then you might have... a. A, an anxiety over kissing a chick or feeling anxiety over a dog you don't know why yeah and then all of a sudden that little memory might come up and be like oh i was like six and the dog bit me when i like like the girl like something that you'd never think of mm. and it comes up and you just say it and then is it, that something you're able to do within a, an episode of a podcast or is it more of an intimate like um probably not eh you'd have to record it from start to finish well, as yesterday a okay so yesterday i s- was it yesterday? So yesterday, Saturday, yeah. Mm. Yesterday, I spoke at a event, a sensuality and sexuality event, and what I did with because I people want to see live therapy, and I understand why. I really like it as well. But I had done a therapy session with this my friend of mine, Becky Felstead, who runs the workshops, and I said, "Let's do this live." But now it's scripted mm-hmm. to protect her. It's it's still an authentic. <coughs> therapy session that we did two days before but it's scripted to protect her so that she knows yeah whatever so it, comes up isn't going to be because you can't really relax when 20 people are looking at you yeah and so i would do that definitely up. with one of you we could do it and then you could just record it like you just could do it here yeah you could switch roles you could sit there watch branchy on the couch film the whole thing record the whole thing and choose later if you want to release the whole thing or if you want to i'd be whatever pretty fine to up. release anything mm. about myself that makes anyway. sense yeah, and that's what Becky said as well. She said, "Look, I am." It was, and it was, it was very um, confronting, and but I could feel the whole room just love it because it was so revealing for Becky, and she was so courageous in doing it. But also, a lot of people um, resonated with what she was saying, and it helped a lot of people. So, okay. yeah, life therapy is awesome. Well, with with mum, we might as well get into it. I, I was having massive, massive anxiety attacks like every day. Like fucking debilitating. Like Recent, my heart, yeah, recently, my yeah. heart was going mental, man. Like worse than I've ever had. The mo- back in the day, I've only had like anxiety attacks for maybe three hours or four hours. Then it's gone. It doesn't come up again. Yeah. Last week or two weeks ago, it happened like five days in a row. Couldn't get over it. So that's when I hit Chelsea up. I'm like, I need some fucking help. Yeah, I remember you saying prior to um. Uh, to the Pinder podcast, yeah. you were mentioning it, and I was like, "Fuck, I didn't realize." And that's pretty. It's a pretty. Uh, it sucks. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a worst. real thing. Like it's a scary yeah. thing that. And um, yeah, I I didn't. I as a friend didn't know how to address it. Yeah, but you don't have to. That's yeah, I I know, but and it's up to me to I, figure it out. I think that what's misunderstood, and I think I said this to you, is that lots of therapists when 
someone's in an anxious situation or a panic attack, they'll try and um, guide you to uh, lessen the panic attack or make it go away. But yeah. I actually encourage the opposite. So I'm, I say to people, panic attacks are your body's way of communicating your feelings, right? So thoughts are the language of the mind and feelings are the language of the body. Mm-hmm. Your body's trying to tell you something. <coughs> Listen, tune in. Yeah, these make are the signs, panic- aren't they? Yeah, and to tell... Th- exactly. They're like the compass of your inner world right that mm-hmm. it comes on the outside to alert you hang on a fucking second you're not listening i'm going to make you get into a panic attack so that you can really listen and so then i tell people well ramp it up tell your body okay release the panic do the anxiety make me you know sweat more my heart race more and then they do it and they watch their body get more and more and more anxious and i'm like great now you can see how you're in control mm. So, so like watching your thoughts almost or watching yourself. Well, if or you can make it worse, yeah. therefore you're in control. Ah, but yeah, then lots yeah. of therapists say <clears throat> breathe and it's like, I want to fucking breathe. I want to let rip on this anxiety. And I'm just like, okay, do that. Do what your body wants to do. Mm. And I and it's not that I don't think that breathing and, you know, putting your mind where your feet are and being present isn't effective. I do. But when you are in that attack situation, it, it's the last – it's – you know, it's very difficult to do that. It's like if something happens as well, like let's say you get broken up with and of course you get this huge rush of anxiety to say breathe and focus on present. Mm. It's like, fuck off. I cannot. My system's going crazy. Okay, listen to what it's trying to say to you. I'm scared because let it get it out. So you, Because you're trying to fight off a natural response to whatever's happening. Yeah. Mm. Which I understand. It depends. If the threat's real... Mm-hmm. You know, like something's actually happened. That's different to if you're an anxiety in a, an anxiety attack. Yeah. You know, you're in car on the way to work and your mind's going nuts. That's when I think that that's where the need for breathing and calming down is mm. more effective. But in your situation, I would would have said just let it rip. You yeah. know, is anxiety is a weird one for people that haven't had it. Uh, and I never could understand it until I had my first one. Mm. My brother Chris is like, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. What the fuck? What do you mean, man? Your anxiety? What? You're just nervous. You're scared. That's bullshit. I'm like, bro, you, you don't understand, man. Like, when it's happening, like, you know it's illogical. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know it's going to mm-hmm. pass. But while you're going through it, you can't help but have all these thoughts go through your head. Then it might not be real or logical, but you're just going, you can't. this is how I feel. And he goes, I don't get it. It's fucking stupid. This can't. is really <laughs> helpful for people to listen to, actually, because, yeah, yeah so talk... Yeah, continue. We were, yeah. yeah, what were you saying about the process or whatever? You were having really bad panic attacks or anxiety attacks. Yeah, and I was telling my brother, and I was just saying, "This is how I'm feeling," and he couldn't actually understand. He's like, "I don't get panic attacks. I don't understand it. Like, I think it's bullshit." He's like, "But he was. He did his own counseling. He goes, well, if you're making yourself feel this way, you can make yourself not feel this way.'" Mm. I was like, "Exactly, bro. Mm. Exactly." So, Branch, he's just putting the mic in front of us. What were you Thanks. gonna say, Branch? You were gonna say something. Um, yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I was going to say. Well, that, I guess there's that also linked to what we were texting about earlier in the week mm. in regards to mm. <coughs> Johan Hari talks about this, yes. and we spoke about him the other day with Pinder. I love him. Um, and he's saying that not necessarily, and I definitely agree with this. Not necessarily is depression and the signs or the symptoms of depression are a bad thing. They're a natural response mm. to your body reacting to, like we said, uh, trauma. Um, mm-hmm. Not necessarily trauma, just sometimes uh, lack of connection yeah. to the world and yourself. Exactly, and to sort of uh, to not acknowledge these things can 
I guess it's like suppressing something, I guess, would it be? or um, Yeah, I this is what I spoke about yesterday actually, that there, there's no such thing as healthy suppression, right? Like mm. suppre- suppression causes depression. What you run away from, you run into always. And that's why I love my job because it's like setting people free of something that they just think they're running away from, but you, you can't. It's a... It's not real, you mm. know. If there's something that you need to look at, you need to look at it before you can move forward. And and when you, when I say look at, it's reviewing. It's not reliving, you know. And yeah. people are so scared to go back to the things that they're running away from, but the running away from is actually what's doing the harm, you know. But yeah, I love um, Johan Hari. Johan, I think it's Johan oh, Hari. Yeah. But he did the Rat Park. Um, yeah, the Rat City. We sort of I love touched that. on and that. Portugal on. have embraced that concept. Portugal, drug yeah, criminalising drugs. Yeah, and yeah. I just love it. I just want Australia to step up and not be such yeah. a nana country. Portuguese sometimes. rats, I, just, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but we just we spoke it's about that last great. week, and but it is it's the recognising that it's it's seeing the person, not the problem. Yeah, so should we explain a bit what Rat Park is for the listeners? Yeah, so I don't think we actually explained what it was yeah, yeah, on the we potty. Have. We did on the potty? Yeah. Or we have in the past? We have in the past. In the yeah, past. And even, uh, I think, even with Pinder. Yeah. It's about okay. where they gave the options. Well, there's the a drugs. really good YouTube cartoon thing that explains it in like a minute. But for those, for new listeners, Chelsea, you might want, do you want to wrap it up? I mean, do you want to sum it up? Rat, rat it up. <laughs> rat it up. <laughs> sum it up. Um, so they put rats in an empty cage with no stimulation and they then, I think in some of the drips or the feeders, they put cocaine. Yeah, cocaine. so one was laced with cocaine and one was just How water. About, yeah, yeah. And then I might we volunteer as a lab rat. <laughs> and they noticed that because they didn't have stimulation or any other rats or anything, they got hooked on the drugs, whatever it was. On the cocaine-laced Co- water, yeah. Cocaine-laced water, yeah. But then they put other rats, they put... Toys, stimulation, colour, and then the rats had less of the drug. Yeah, they wouldn't really they wouldn't go, near the, go near the, the cocaine because they, yeah. the cocaine was an escape. It was something yeah. to just change things mm. up. Whereas and the isolation was making them go towards the drug. Yeah. And that's that proves that depression is not a medical issue. It's a social issue. I wouldn't say it proves. It supports the theory. Because yeah, so this, this, uh, yes. this notion humans are different to rats. Like yeah. you can have a great social They're circle and probably do cocaine mm. and still enjoy life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah. You know, you're not doing it because you're lonely. You're like, fuck. I'm but with there's the boys. a lot of theorists out there now. Um, oh, I have to have a look at my phone of a couple of the names. I've forgotten, but they have proven that it's not about low serotonin. And the doctors listening. Um, will probably eye roll, but it's been proven now. It was never credited. It's ne- it's, it's not. Been, it was. It's yeah. not about uh, just having a, a, a what would you call it a born with a chemical imbalance. A chemical imbalance. It's not just a chemical imbalance. No, surely no. not. It has to be social, emotional, and spiritual. It has to be a combination of everything. Exactly. Well, and it's, the, it's and these sorts of responses, okay. they're perfectly valid responses for being put in certain situations that hurt you. Yeah. So being uh, suffering severe um, de- uh, depression or uh, get, or just being really upset, mm. if it's mm. for you know losing a loved one or something like this, and that's maybe what triggers it. And there's obviously there could be other mm. underlying issues, but that's a perfectly valid uh, 
emotional response to be upset. Yeah. Definitely. And to, to, to think that that's bad mm. is, is probably what makes it worse. Well, yeah. one in four people in Australia are on antidepressants. That's crazy. Xanax well, idolises suicide. Um, there's the theorist... What do you mean, like Xanax? Dr. Healy and... What do you mean Xanax idolises suicide? Well... It makes you think that suicide is the way out. The, oh, the drug actually increases suicidal thoughts. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, is, that I, anti, is that the anti? Is that anti-psychotic part that it, they they then prescribe to some of these antidepressants? I've heard the side effects where it's like suicidal thoughts is a side effect yes, of antidepressants. I, exactly. like how the fuck? This is what is that a, my gears so much. Can that be a side effect of a drug treated oh. to stop you from feeling so depressed? I, I think it was, and from memory, I think it was the antidepressant. Uh, the main side effect of that was the psychotic episodes, and then mm. to give to, they then prescribed the psych- antipsychotic mm. medication Jeez. to do that, and then it is number one side effect or a major side effect is suicidal thoughts. It's insane. Yeah. So it's like you're putting a band aid on a band aid and then ripping yeah. them both off. Yes, but Andrew it works for Skull. some people. It does work for some people. Yeah, there's, that, no, there's no doubt in that. I think situational, yeah. right? So let's say something tra- very traumatic happened then in that moment, I get it. I mean, you, you need something and, well, I understand that, but getting hooked is different. And Andrew, Professor Andrew Skull and Professor da- Dr. David Healy, um, they've just done a lot of research about how this um, belief that it's about low serotonin issues is was never credited. Mm. It, there's no – it was never credited out there so look look them up there's been a lot of research now um that's not to say that there are people out there who absolutely have will have a better life being medicated and we're talking chronic bpd chronic Mm. bipolar severe depression um that just don't have the skills to be able to get themselves out but i just i think it's so sad when people (coughs) get on they get they get hooked on Mm. antidepressants Mm. so is that without so some people just keep chasing, kicking the, the bucket high. down the road without well, we without addressing the underlying issue. Or for sure, we spoke like you to said, Mush. Band aid upon band aid. Yeah, we spoke to Mush about it when he was on the potty. Yeah, he yeah, because he slowly came, off it. came yeah. off it. Hey, yeah. yeah, and he started to actually feel because they again. they certainly have a place yeah. med- med- uh, medications, but it's like anything. Mm. So uh, advanced medicine is always got a place when it's needed. Definitely in, in a quick mm. um in in yeah in a, at a quick point we need it then mm. then and there. But then you still always—it's like with anything, whether it's um, a, a chronic back problem or whatever—you mm. still have to address what's causing the issue. You I can't can just sure. go, yeah. "I'm just going to take pain meds and make sure my back doesn't." If I had a magic pill that fixed what my back pain was, <laughs> I would take it every time. So yours is probably you're trying to figure out. You got to well, figure that's out what what's I'm causing do it. Next with Charles. You, mm. So yeah. do you think perhaps more yours is instead of being a physical ailment? I don't know. I mean, don't know. Causation. We'll see. Whatever it is, it's fucking you know, been there for ten years, man. So a correlation doesn't necessarily mean causation. That's right. <laughs> and um, epigenetics. I was going to say another thing I hear a lot is, well, my dad's got anxiety. Well, my mum's depressed, and it's like, well, that's an old theory, right? Because epigenetics is a thing. They've they've proven this as well. Because, for example, let's say adopted, adopt, adopted, adopted kids or let's go for adopted girls will sometimes because they're grown up around a mum who gets bad period pain let's say yeah they will get bad period pain i was gonna say would that almost be like 
learned behaviors. Definitely environmental. Pro- you live what you learn, right? Yeah. And of course, everything's, this is why I do what I do with the collective therapy because I also don't believe it's one thing and it's a collective mm. concept that, you know, it causes depression um, and we were going to talk about that anyway about Yeah, the yeah. and there's a famous study depression. on that. Uh, we spoke about it a few, about maybe 20 or 30 episodes ago, I think with you, called uh, Three Identical Strangers, I think it is. Um, and they, it was based oh, yes. off, yeah, the, the guy yes. study on the twins and the oh, triplets, wow. Netflix. seeing if it was environmental nurture versus nature. So were these the three it? that were separated at birth? Yeah, mm-hmm. and then they all came back and still had the same, or different? well, they were just trying to see if. So the scientists deliberately put one of them in a rich family, mm-hmm. one of them in a poor family, and one of them in a middle class family. Yep, to see if nature versus nurture. But they knew that the parents had um, mental health issues. Okay. So they wanted to see if that would affect the kids. Wow. Depending on their environment. One of the kids went crazy, like went, had yep. massive bipolar. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, I think he suicided and possibly killed someone else. I don't want to know the ending. Oh. Yeah, I won't tell you all it. the endings. Well, you just didn't <laughs> you just do that? Well, this is the hook, people. Yeah. Mate, I, feel like I, I told, told you to watch it like I think maybe Oh my you know, god I'm Same sure time I told you to watch it Shit mate, shit, mate. <laughs> So but basically the three different <laughs> twins uh, Triplets yep. All had completely different um, outcomes mm. Well that's for you to watch oh. But is that is that what you're suggesting uh, Just well, for people So like as Two brothers that didn't have the mental health yep. Think that if they were brought up in the same environment As their other brother They would mm. have, think they would have had it mm. So is that Environmental then, But it wasn't proven But so but mm. that You could still argue though That given uh, so I, Genetics can a change A combination Because that could be like what if Delby was put in that same environment? He might not have got into it. So exactly. that might have been that those triplets in that certain environment responded this certain way. Yeah, so there could a be a combination of genetic and could be a collective, you might say. And you're <laughs> collective. wink, wink. And yeah. you're born. I also believe you're born with a. Look, you're born with a percentage of genetics and a percentage of soul, like your mm-hmm. personality that comes through, like mm-hmm. past lives or all that stuff that I also believe in. But then you're also born, your personality is shaped by your environment. Mm-hmm. Then it's shaped by trauma, experiences, but not the experiences itself, the meaning that you tie to the experience because that's mm-hmm. a different concept. I talked a lot about that yesterday. That was great. Um So there, it's a collective concept. Do you yeah. think, and not to go back too much on my like lack of alcohol that mm. I was put but do you think that's a clearing of some sort of trauma for me because of yeah. childhood traumas like I'm not, I'm not saying like I had bad parents or anything but they were heavy drinkers yeah um, and sometimes yeah. I didn't like seeing that so would that be a ah. a, a trauma that could I'm clearing by sort of saying I don't want to be okay, doing so, that for my daughter so are you proud of yourself right now I'm very happy yeah are you proud it's making you feel awkward What's the word, what's the awkwardness with proud? I'm just trying to. No, I'm more like being more like Elon Musk, making sure I am <laughs> or not. I'm trying to be. Um, because I feel, d- yeah, I do. I feel mm. very. I feel up. I feel concerned that I should be proud for four weeks. Four weeks, like giving up fucking alcohol for four weeks. I shouldn't be proud of that. That's should what be I feel a standard. Like. That should be like, oh, that was easy. But for me, and it was, I did find it easy, but I shouldn't be... It's nothing to be proud I, of yeah, that you're not drinking. Exactly. Yeah, I shouldn't Australian be... Culture. I feel like... I, yeah, exactly. I feel like I shouldn't be gloating about... Huh, I There's a difference between gloating and just feeling proud. I think 
Well, the reason why I ask that is because there's you've you just said it then, and I heard it. Maybe it's my little counsellor mind sparkling up. But you grew up watching your parents, and the association that you have with watching people drink alcohol isn't positive. No. So then, if you do that, you don't feel positive about yourself. But now that you've eliminated that, you maybe rather than proud, maybe it's more like you approve more approval of you of yourself. Mm. You I think you should allow yourself to feel proud, and I, I think do. That I do feel proud and happy that I was able to. I, I didn't really even set out an intention. I sort of did. I just said I'm just not going to drink for the next six weeks because I had a bucks party. That I was like, I, that's going to be a heavy weekend. I'm just going to set that as my point, um, and I just I, I've got to four weeks with no problems at all. But I've yeah, again, I do. I am proud of it, but I do feel like it's doable. I just feel like. Four weeks should be easy. That yeah. should be just like, oh, mm, I could do that any time. I, I know it's not for everyone and that's Some learned behaviour. Some people would be like, well, four years, not, uh, four years. Well, you try four years. Four weeks not shopping would be easy. Four weeks not gambling would be easy. Four Depends weeks not having sex is. would be easy. Four oh, weeks four, not eating. Four weeks not having sex piece I did like years. Four weeks not eating lollies. You know, we all have it. We're, proud is in the eyes of a beholder. Speaking of your parents, yeah. I had a dream last night about your yeah, dad. You, yeah, my dad and my brother. Was it, You had like, 20 or 30 brothers and sisters okay. in my dream. Yep. Your dad was evil, like the most evil person at possible, but it wasn't your dad that's your actual yeah, dad, yeah, yeah. whoever it was, and he was spitting on us and throwing shit and like hated us, man. Yeah, I was right. trying to save you from him. And then your brother, mm. he we thought he was doing something really good, Yeah, but what he actually did was turn everyone into um, <laughs> artificial intelligence. We all became online. And he thought he was Mate. lifting us up and improving our DNA, but he was actually making us live forever by being online against our will. Like with <laughs> anyone okay. that didn't want to Un- do that. Unpack that. Two things I want to know about that. So maybe that's something you can unpack. It was little. really scary. What does that mean for Delby? <laughs> and what does that mean for like his thoughts on... Or not maybe me, it was you upgrading your DNA. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Is there anything to unpack well, there? So you think dreams have never been completely answered right yeah. but my belief is that you know as you slow down your brain waves right we go from alpha to theta to uh, anyway but particularly <laughs> into alpha and then theta, theta, delta. delta delta yeah yeah delta waves theta yeah when you have those deep waves that's when you go into your subconscious mind right so our dreams are definitely from our subconscious mind mm-hmm. and the amygdala and hippocampus where we store those old memories beliefs and thoughts so that is a reflection of a subconscious thought but it sounds like that you're reviewing someone else's family but it's retrojection so you're actually seeing it because if you feel emotional in your dreams, you're emotionally connected. It was so scary. So how does that remind you of your life and your childhood it, it doesn't. and your? Uh, well, hang on. Think. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't know. He's, your dad was scary. How we were scared can, of my dad when my we were little. A, my dad, Thank you. I, I that's where I'm going. I, I was going to say I was. Very, oh, I was. <clears throat> not that Delby might not know this, but Dad was uh, uh, an imposing, strict. Father, I know that. So, I used to see how he'd act when you'd play footy. Like he was real harsh on you. Yeah, like quite a uh, like he wanted me to. In his, I think I even remember his, standing up <clears throat> for you one time. Yeah, probably <laughs> in in his way. Like, and this is not a old school a, a bad reflection of my dad. Dad was yeah, he was very um, hard. He was like, you can do this, but he was like, um, yeah, he wanted me to do well. Mm. Uh, he reminded me of Nathan Rogers' dad. Do you ever play against Nathan uh, Roger? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, you know, right. pretty well. Yeah, yeah. He, he, if, if I felt under pressure mm. through my dad um, at times, but then I had my mum was my nurturing side. Right, I feel like I had exactly a good the same as the Delby. Mm. Right. So mm-hmm. when little boys scramble, that's that energy mm. under the dad. Right. Mm-hmm. We can't develop a prefrontal cortex, which is the part of our brain that judges rational decisions. Right. Ra- yeah. Rationalizes our emotions and also, yeah, so let's just go there. So then we develop anxiety in adulthood because Mm -hmm. we're scramblers and we haven't developed that rational part of our minds. This is why toddlers and that lose their absolute shit all the time because they haven't developed that prefrontal cortex that gets developed, this is the point that I almost missed, that gets developed in a safe environment. So quite often little boys that grow up in that, that kind of scrambling environment, they don't have the experience of being able to develop their prefrontal cortex until their adulthood. So they do have that anxious nature. Yeah, you mm. see that with kids that I, that, you, that I teach that are from real hostile homes. Mm. It's it's fight, save yourself, fire mm. up, don't threat. think rationally, threat. Fuck you, fuck you, I fucking hate you, I fuck off you, what are you mm. trying to... Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that's just because they haven't had that safe place. I was, I was mm. very yeah. like that... Um, was very, I, I can still snap from time to time, but I'm usually mm. pretty um, tempered. Is that the no? Mm. I, I usually have a pretty good temperament, and I can sort of hold myself when I get sort of angry or uh, that sort of that same sort of mm. moment that you're talking about there. But um, certainly, uh, when I was younger and early adult, mm. I could snap or be very like yeah, un- because uh, unhinged. unhinged. Yeah, because you don't. It, you're not. It's the feeling of safety connection mm. and belonging that we have to feel as children in order to be able to develop that part of our brain which mm. is so vital and that's why the parenting courses that I do and the clients that I have is all about that it's mm. like your kids need to feel like they belong they feel safe and they feel connected to you otherwise you're gonna have issues when they're a teenager so I never lost my lid when I was yeah never I was super chill you wouldn't have been able to wouldn't have been able to lose my lid. Yeah. Would it have been safe to be able to be angry and emotional as a little boy? For me? um, No, but I just didn't know because I was always having to hold it together. Mm. But even even still, I didn't see the point in in flipping out and getting angry. I'm like, this is going to achieve nothing. Yeah, Mm. because you watched it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, see, I wouldn't flip out when I was younger. It was early adulthood. I meant teens. Oh, so you're saying like early 20s? Yeah, early 20s is when I would start to um, just snap. Mm. When you started drinking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because you wouldn't have felt safe to probably express your emotions because you'd be scared. S- I was so self-conscious. Self-conscious, right? Yeah. So, what until happens I've, then? Until is I was about eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, I was okay. the most um, self-critical. I'm not that great. I felt like uh, maybe it was a bit of maybe it was a little bit of. Yeah, maybe I was humble. Maybe I wasn't. Maybe I was just literally just self-critical. But even things I was actually quite good at, like running, 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 I would go, nah, like I'm, I'm not going to be that good. Just the state. So that's yeah, Lois. That maybe that's a situation where you know you, it sounds like you were the kind of personality that kept moving the goalpost, and that sounds like that could be your dad's voice in your head, like, "Well done, mate. Right mm. now, what can you achieve next?" It's like, fuck, can we just dwell on my bloody what I've achieved? But that's what dads do. They want more, 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 better, better, better. And it comes from a beautiful place. Mm. But um, 
when we don't acknowledge our kids for their achievements, they feel like they're constantly on that wheel of having to achieve. And the other thing is when kids don't feel safe to express their negative emotions, which are very healthy, Mm. they form this belief that it's only safe for me to be positive Mm. and therefore they grow up as adults being people pleasers, which is very unhealthy. And it means that they don't put their emotions and expression to the forefront and then people learn to suppress their emotions and hello depression yeah. here we go toxic You're positivity with yeah. the and black dog like my my now relationship with my dad is great and mm. then even but there's still that sort of doubt of how he was both my parents like you always mm. feel like there's going to be that the, the worst case scenario response and then <clears throat> The other day, my brother, he's been publicly, so I can sort of talk about it, publicly going through some mental health problems himself and sort of for the, for once, for the first time, opened up about the fact oh, he that he... be here. <clears throat> yeah, he uh, opened up about his uh, his anxiety and, and whatnot. Mm. And um, he was really afraid to talk to my dad about it. And um, so yeah, he, he came to mm. me and uh, called him while, and my dad... It was on loudspeaker. I couldn't believe how supportive and mm. and actually how loving and caring he was. He was mm. just like, I'm here. I'm your mate as well. Like, And that's the thing <coughs> about men. As they get closer to the grave, sorry to be more very morbid. crass. Morbid. But that's the truth. They soften. And it's not about softening. It's mm-hmm. about being present. Men become more present as they get older. I mean, women too, like, whatever. But as we get closer to the grave um, <laughs> God, more so reflective morbid. sorry we start to become more present and less in our heads and our heads look like what's next so mm. your dad will be more like present instead of solution focus what's next mm. you know and rather than pushing you and also you guys are men now and so also, he, yeah. he, he wouldn't feel the need to you don't and have to look, keep going you're your own man no, that's like you're built now that's yang right and we yang energy in our lives and being raised in that all right do more the doing be better what's next is fantastic that's why you're successful you know is that's thanks to your dad right but the, then we also need that yin the nurturing the um emotional the you know, congratulations and dwelling on what you've done well, but we also need that do better because then mm. you get personalities that don't push themselves. Well, and I do. I, I stoners. St- <coughs> as a dad now <laughs> myself. Stoners, I said. Stoners. Don't, don't push yourself. As a dad myself <laughs> now, I'm not sure what tactic to take as a as a parent. Corporal re- punishment. Well, in regards <laughs> to like, so I. I see massive benefits to my dad's harshness on mm. me because I, I'm very strong-willed now and mm. I, I don't take criticism badly. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool, mm. all good. I I seem to be able to push through tough times, but I also have empathy, which I think I got from my mum. So mm. I had a good balance for both. So I'm, I'm mm. not unhappy with those, but um, I don't know how to approach it myself as a parent. I think it's about acknowledging children's negative emotions and not shunning them or not trying to quieten them so for example sometimes that's hard like right I know I'm not a mum but I was a nanny for a long time and I've had a, now a, are a nana. teacher <laughs> <laughs> happily happily um, with the bath outdoors on the farm <laughs> and a veggie patch Billy. yeah love it love it um uh, it's about what was I saying negative acknowledging the negative for the kids. 
it's gone. Because he was not sure how to act on um, with his with his daughter. Does he be harsh or does he be empathetic? Yeah. So it's about acknowledging the negative emotions and not shunning them. Yeah. And shaming them, and that can be difficult. This is where I was going. Can be difficult because in a shopping centre they're losing their shit, yeah. and mums want to, for the sake of everyone around them, go shh, no, 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 no. But I would recommend just actually seeing them in that moment, being with them mm. and just dropping down to their level. Forget the trolley and the shopping. Forget the crowd. Look at them in the eye and give them what they need. And a teach slap them on their head. <laughs> so. And teach them how to uh, control their emotions. Because if you go, shush, 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 don't do that and start giving them logic reasons, they yep. don't hear it. They're in a very, very deep, like at school where you mm, see these yeah. teenagers cracking it, yeah. they're in a deep limbic system part of the brain, which means they've got no logic going on. Like I said in one of the episodes, we can't, it's like different engines in the brain. We can't actually use the logical brain and the and emotional the at mm. the same time. Yeah. So when the the subconscious mind is sparking up and you're losing your absolute shit in the, as a you know kid in the supermarket, forget logic, mum. Drop to their level, eye contact, acknowledge what they're going through, but then in comes the discipline. Yeah. Right, enough is enough. Mm. Then give them, you need to do this, you need to do this. Just like us as adults when we're in that fucking elevated state, we need someone to tell us what to do. And yeah. this is uh, that, and that's the approach that I've been taking as Good. a dad. Mm. And it's hard. It's Scotty loses her shit all the time, eh? Yeah, well, and I'll explain. <laughs> so <clears throat> Scotty's around me amazing, like easy, good, and I feel... Um, like it's because of the way I approach certain situations. So Are you trying to say is, that you're a better parent and stuff? Because, no, uh, no, no, no. I think we handle situations. No, no, no. I think we handle situations completely differently. Which so, is? so mm. I do exactly what you said. There is times where I flip out. I was on the mm. phone to Delby the yeah. other day, and <laughs> she no, That's it, that was it. No, it, it wasn't was shut the close. fuck. It wasn't to shut the fuck up. She had my sunglasses, and she was, and I was like, "Fuck, Scotty, fucking put them, fucking fuck." And I was about to snap the sunglasses. Yeah, I snap. Oh yeah, but. Anyway, so normally I'm pretty mm. – I have a good temperament. And so mm. when she's doing something where she's lost her shit and it could be for no reason sometimes with kids, um, I think in my head that if I was to yell at her for losing her shit, I'm telling her subconsciously mm. that her natural emotional mm-hmm. response mm-hmm. to whatever's happening is wrong. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm telling her. That's mm-hmm. what I feel. And so yes, that's what she will absorb. Mm-hmm. I've tried, and I'm not perfect because I fuck up sometimes and I swear in front of mm. her and I do stupid things, mm. but I try to go to talk to her and communicate with her and say, right, what's wrong? Like, talk to me. When she was younger, she couldn't do that shit, but she's starting to get to a point. She understands what I'm saying. And even if she responds back to me in gibberish, it feels like then we start. she starts telling me what's wrong. Now, I might not be able to address mm. the problem, but if I, That's can, not the point. if I can figure mm. it out, it's a, it's a lot easier. But if I figure it out, let's say uh, my shoelace is undone and mm. she's just lost her shit for no reason because of her shoelace, I'll go, well, I'll tie it up. Or it could be like, I want my, I want mum. It could be something as simple as that. I'll go, okay, well, we're going to see mum in a minute. And she'll go, yeah, okay. And mm-hmm. then I'll go, okay, just wait a couple of minutes and we'll go see mum. And nine times out of ten, she will stop crying. It's like um, talking to a drunk person. It is. Like what you do have, you want? I have to talk. I want a <coughs> kebab. All right, I'll get you a kebab. But then I sort of follow it up with a bit of like <laughs> what you said. A bit so of we times. don't speak like that. We don't talk like mm. that. Um, I just don't want to be getting to a point where I'm, I feel like I'm. If she cries, you reward it. Oh yeah, I just, mm. I just like. No, that's what she wants. Yeah, exactly. I don't yeah. want to reward that. Well, um, yes, <clears throat> there's a difference between they need to be heard and mm. acknowledged, but 
without playing into it because you don't want to create someone that develops attention-seeking behaviours from yes. being a victim. Yeah. So I, I, it's hard. Tears. It's really tough to find that balance mm. between just saying that's fine. Your response, it's all good. Mm. Um, we'll, we'll sort it later. And no, you can. You actually, you shouldn't be acting like that. Mm. Um, but I don't want to. If it's something like a shoelace, <coughs> surely you got. We don't need to cry yeah, 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 over yeah, a shoelace. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Watch you do it. <coughs> I do it. That's exactly um, what I do. Yeah. And eventually, mm. if it gets to a point where sometimes she's just too tired or overtired, like you can't. Mm. And then if you're having a bad day and you snap, mm. <laughs> like it happens, mm. like, like I did with uh, Delby the other day, I, I was. Um, he called me a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no. She, I, I was in quite a good headspace. I just turned around and I was like, "Fuck!" I, it was mm. more out of my own panic. Like they're my mm. sunglasses. They <laughs> cost a lot of money. You're mm. gonna mm. fucking break them. Yeah, like, yeah. Was Fair bending enough. them to their like it was just like <laughs> um, those you know those wiry Ray Bans you weren't yeah I was wearing ex- oh. exactly the same pair almost um, yeah, I she, um, she just fucking I think her. that I really think now that the problem with problematic teenagers is that they don't have parents uh, and or that they are being raised by teenagers. I, I mm. think that that's the issue. And the fact that you are an experienced adult and so Steph and you're still together, that's your Just bloody... <laughs> your bloody well, you know, so many steps ahead of other kids that, you know, I think the problem now is that kids are raising kids. Yeah, because if that wasn't true, you would have parents that would be like, Listen to your teacher, respect your teacher. They're mm. not always right, but you have to be respectful. Instead, no, my son was right. You're wrong. And not Fuck even up, like dickhead. raising yeah. as Even in. if the teacher is mm. wrong, you teach the kid. Sometimes teachers are wrong, but that's going to happen anywhere you go. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And if, unless it's a gross carriage of misjustice, mm. a gross miscarriage of justice, I should say. Mm. Yeah, too many very times entitled now. Because, yeah. And when I say raising, I don't mean physically. Some, uh, you know, like raising doesn't look like two parents that are together and they're in the same household. That's not raising. Raising means like influentially, emotionally developing their emotional system, right? Mm. And if you are workaholic parents but you're still together and food's on the table, you're not really raising your kids, so to speak. You're not really emotionally influencing them. If they're getting all their sex advice, their how to deal with their shit advice, how to deal with their emotional advice from their teenage friends at school then the teenage friends at school are raising them it's yeah. not the parents yeah. and that's the issue of this generation is because we Gen Y are very busy right so we the emotional um, depth to raising children is starting to dissipate and I believe that's part of the problem yeah. and Gabor Mate, Mate um, he talks about this and he's written a book called Hold On To Your Kids and it's exactly about that, about how warm-blooded ma- mammals, we need someone to, someone or somebody to look up to, um, to learn off and quite often now the eyes are going towards their, their friends as opposed to looking at parents and just the fact that an adult has more life experience is enough these days than yeah. looking at a teenager who's like, yeah, well, you should text him back and say, fuck off. <laughs> oh, no. But that's what you told me to do. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's no. valid. But, hey, should we talk about your RTT experience? Because yeah. we kept going yeah. into that and then forget. I actually read an article this morning about same-sex parents. Um, mm. Their kids are more successful. Like they get into university more, they're um, intellectually, emotionally, because the same-sex marriages mm. or the same-sex parents are fighting to be good parents. Yeah, 
and mm. they want a kid. They've, they want you. They've taken a proactive approach yeah. to having a kid, so they're all in. Um, oh, I believe like that. Eleven percent so more. Eleven percent of kids more. They did a study of three thousand kids in. Um, hang on, I took a photo of it. Three thousand kids in Holland, mm-hmm. and uh, it was there you go. Same sex parenting a winner. Sent the branchy. 3,000 kids from same-sex parents, analysis from same-sex families were much more likely to enroll in university by the age of 19, so 11% more likely and slightly more likely to graduate from high school. The advantage is not that surprising. There's no unplanned pregnancy. All these parenting decisions are deliberate and mm. promotes positive parenting practices. Yeah. So they I, used data yep. from 1.4 million children in the in the Netherlands. So I believe that. Yeah, well, that backs exactly what I'm saying, which mm. is great. But, yeah, the NPP say, I was having mad anxiety attacks and I said to Chelsea, I was like, fuck, man, I need some help because mm. um, this is it was like four or five days. I was going to do it with uh, my back initially mm. but needed it for these anxieties it's five days worth of anxiety mm. and um, debilitating anxiety yeah affecting everything mm. my, my new relationship my fucking focus at work fringe mm. uh, but at the at the same time, I mean, I too do take on a lot. School just went back. Fringe Festival got cancelled. Then I had to rebook every show. New relationship, weddings, planning, weddings, performing, meeting with couples, everything like within one. But that's yeah. never no, usually a yeah, thing for me. Yeah, I was going to say. It's not really a, irrelevant because you're yeah. always full on. Anyway. So yeah. uh, you do a fucking questionnaire. What's it called? A pre... Oh, do you want me to explain the process? Yeah. So, um, So I do a chat on the phone and talk about what you want to cure. Well, because In you're... In quotes, people listening. Yep. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, just, I'm very expressive yeah. So I'll I describe. Forget. I'm your Auslan uh, voice guy. Actually, not Auslan. Like, visually impaired. Visually impaired. Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, I have, we have a chat about what you'd like to cure. And then... We, I do an intake where I ask a series of questions. Quite often I will send them through to the client first so they can – because they're quite deep questions. They're, they're like journal, very reflective questions about childhood, triggers, symptoms, habits of this particular issue. And then I have a chat to them about setting them up for success and that's all about, you know, what hypnosis feels like, what it is, a bit of the history with it, what's actually happening to your system. I send an information booklet which is very much about neuroscience mm. and the – facts of the mind and then we go into the session which is two hours and what the session entails is a relaxation hypnosis so we can access the subconscious mind of memory emotion and whatever suppressed events and then relaxation don't even like chelsea said you don't have to say hypnosis more just relax a relaxed stage Mm. for your mind to just fucking literally let go yeah just relax just to get you out of your conscious chattery logical mind and you're still present you're still there you still know what's yeah yeah. oh you actually are in a heightened state of control yeah yeah people think you're out of control no you're you're actually it's more heightened because you have more control because you are more focused on the present and what's actually happening people that lose control are in their heads and not in the present moment which is exactly what the anxiety attacks are right so it's the opposite of anyway and then we go into finding the root cause um or the reason why they're having these issues and it's it brings up events and the subconscious mind will literally pull around these images that they've stored um 
you know, because it's about events that have happened, but more so the meaning that you've tied to events. Mm. And so the subconscious mind will show you, it'll spring up like a computer screen and show you a a scenario. And then I say, explain to me exactly what you're seeing right now, the first thing, and they'll explain it to me. And then this is where the maladaptive parts were created, right? So the negative coping, defensive personalities or physical illnesses were created to be able to survive in these scenarios and these events right so we do the, that that stuff and then we go on to the um rewiring part which is very involved and very healing and then I add my own thing into the process which is about energy work and colors and I use binaural beats and self or self regio music so I add a sound healing and visualization and a bit of energy work that I do myself through online even a bit of woo woo stuff and then we do a recording that you listen to for 21 days after which you know repetition and familiarity is what the mind clings on to so they listen to this recording so that's the process but do you want to talk about your experience um yeah i mean what should i share like what do you think well you're a skeptic yeah and now so the, what did you get let's out talk of about it? the process yeah first more what than did you what get out of the process uh, so I, I might give a few examples i won't share too deeply because uh, i do want to keep some stuff to myself because it's not just about me mm-hmm. um, i'm happy to share like my own issues so part of my anxiety was being caused from um you know my life's changed i'm in a relationship now mm-hmm. and i didn't think it would be any is it facebook official uh, not yet. Then it's not official. <laughs> 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 if it didn't happen on social media, it didn't happen. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the person. It all has to do with me. But because yep. even in high school, I had claustrophobia. And I, I might have misdiagnosed claustrophobic as that's probably what the anxiety was. Mm. As soon as I'd get a girlfriend after a week or two, just fucking massive bombardments of doubt and claustrophobia. Trapped. Trapped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that has nothing to do with any of the people that I was with. So uh, I didn't even think about, I didn't even consider this as having affected me Mm. later in life. Which is interesting because it's the very reason. Quite often the things that we don't even consider to be the reason is the reason. And that's why hypnotherapy is so effective. Yeah. And you you were shocked by the scenes you were back. You'd be like, what the fuck? What? That's so trivial. But that shapes everything. Yeah. So once I was in the relaxation (coughs) stage, which again, for me is very difficult because I know what she's doing. Mm. But because she told me it's fine if you know, just like... Just stay present, just like when you meditate. You know yeah. what you do when you meditate. So yeah. I pretty much said, don't rip said, yourself off by trying to figure out the process. Surrender to it. Let the process and the therapy do its job. Yeah. So um, I did yeah. get it. I did get relaxed. I still had like my ADD going like, you know, yeah. But then I'd catch myself, relax, and get a little bit sort of more chill. Um, and then some of the reflective stuff, like I'll just do probably two things that had a massive impact um one was my first uh experience of going down on a chick was not fun yeah right it was like disgusting man okay. that was the emotion, so the emotion that he had tied to that event Ex- was disgust yeah like it was mm. honestly and that, that has st- it still affected me for fucking years and years and years man and it's okay. Like, it's not my fault, you know, yeah. it's just, and it's not her fault. It's no one's fault. That's just what, mm. what the I tied it time. to. Yep. And then another one was, again, I didn't even realize, um, was of, uh, I was on a date with a chick when I was in high school and we went to the Royal Show and like, mm. 
she was all sweaty and we were being intimate and like but I was again like just disgusted man by the sweat by everything yeah it was just gross and the smell like, the senses see this is the thing we create the most vivid memories when all the senses are ignited well, that's a bit you know whatever yeah. um, but the smell the taste the touch uh, the you know the fact that you're in a crowd so what you were hearing around you when they're all sparked up mm. that's when we store those vivid memories and they're the ones that affect our lives but we actually don't know they're there, yet they're driving everything. Yeah. It's very, very interesting. So, anyway, sorry, Dev. So that keep feeling going. is anchor, anchored to anything there. Mm. But then the, a couple of the other memories that came up out of nowhere that I completely forgot about until this. I haven't thought about this for 15 years. And that's mm. where the hypnosis, in air quotes, just helps you bring it up because you're, you're relaxed, you're looking into yourself and I was thinking of the scene before you were even saying, and three, you're going to mm, think of the scene too. I was like, right, I've already got the scene. You know? <laughs> and then you doubt yourself. Like, oh, is this the right scene? Mm. Uh, I'm not even to one yet. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just say what the first thought was. Mm. Mm-hmm. And two of the scenes were, one was I really liked a girl in high school. I'll tell you who it was after. after. Mm-hmm. Ended up going out with her on the last day of school. Mm-hmm. Does Cam know it yeah. as well? And oh. then by like... The first week of the school holidays, I was like, nah, I've made a mistake. Fuck, man, this isn't right. I fooled out myself. Yeah, okay. Broke up, like, over text. And, like, I was like, nah, I'm out. And another time was way earlier when I was 12. I, like, met a girl on school camp. Thought she was cool. We got along. I was like, oh, I'll be my girlfriend. Two days later, I'm like, what the fuck? No way. Like, what were you thinking? I'm out. Mm-hmm. So, I've linked these two feelings of disgust and doubt with being with a chick. Mm. So, they've... And that was causing all this... So, wow. So it was more like not even anxiety. It's like self doubt. Yeah. Well, it's more. It was also you Deb's go to um, coping mechanism to deal with a threat response. Let's say without sounding like a right counselor again, is to head fuck the situation. So mm. pick apart, head fuck, yeah. figure it out, get to the answer, be one step ahead of them. Mm. What's going on to really get into like absorbing everything that's around, which of course rips you off of the present situation and then the emotions follow through, which is the anxiety, and then you start to head fuck the anxiety and then the attacks come on. Yeah. And I'd always have to when I was young I'd I'd always have to be uh, one step ahead to protect. I had like a big mm. protector role for mm. uh, my mum and my brothers but mainly mum and I believe that's also the cause of the AEDD or the you know is that there's two things is distracting yourself from environment Mm. and being one step ahead of someone being right one if I'm one step ahead I can't get hurt if I'm one step ahead I can protect you know and that is the suppressed thoughts behind ADHD attention deficit disorder and, you know, I had it as well as a kid. And it's it's sometimes, I mean, whatever, ADD just means sometimes big personalities, but I was bored. So yeah. my attention went into fantasy. And so then at school I was like the kid that was like... <laughs> because I was <laughs> distracting myself from boredom, yeah. boredom as a child, yeah. right? Whereas other kids develop ADD to distract themselves from trauma, to distract themselves from, I don't know, siblings fighting, whatever, but um, that's interesting as well. It's anyway. how helped Fit me with freestyles. So, one step ahead. Yeah. yeah. So how does Delby then address what he's learned? Right. So you go, Delby. Well, then by the end of it, you do what Charles was saying, some like sort of self-talk and addressing and um, listening to 
Chelsea sort of help you rewire your brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is this through this twenty-one day recording? But, well, even this is to, mm-hmm. at the end of the okay. The oh, cool. The During yep. the session, <clears throat> yeah. Yep. And it was really cool because I associated that anxiety with like a red sort of color, mm. and it, and it originated in my chest, right near my heart. Like yeah. That was it. It didn't originate in my brain. Oh, and I, remind me, I've got that crystal for you in the car. Yeah, sweet. Let's get on it. Uh, <laughs> <and> then, uh, <laughs> so then um, I re- sort of rewiring it to replace it with a purple f- colour is what I uh, came up with. Mm. And trying to re... Because your brain's so um, neuro... Um, what's the word? So your brain's so plastic. Mm. Right? You can rewire the neurology mm. in there. So yep. I... Uh, and the neural pathways. I, I was replacing that and I could literally feel my chest... And the color purple waving over me, like it was really wow. difficult to describe. It wasn't like anything I'd experienced before. I feel, uh, yeah, I can feel that straight away when you're saying it. Mm. I feel like, yeah. So mm. it was like filling so my I. chest with purple, filling everywhere. Mm. Could see it in my mind's eye, like it was everywhere. And it was very, like, almost Vivid. like, yeah, and like a wave of healing. And it helped massively. And that's, sorry, did I miss this? Did you say you visualized it yeah, specifically to yeah. combat the red? Yeah, with with Chels guiding me, cool. so it was whatever my what I created because obviously if I've created the anxiety, I can figure out how to how to battle it. Hmm. But something I did find as well was because I was thinking about those that anxiety attacks, it still did bring on that feeling of anxiety. Hmm. So I was still having like mini aftershocks, if you, if you call yeah, it. Yeah, because lots of used. people create anxiety from out of fear of having anxiety. Yeah. 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 So, but, and well, and is that again? And you can, you, you guys will be able to answer this. Is that a like another band aid, having a, a just a, a mechanism in place no, to be able to visualize purple to, oh, to combat on. the red? So you're sorry, saying, you do mean I bring about anxiety to protect myself of anxiety? No, no, he's no, talking no, no, about. So, okay. uh, are we using that purple as a band aid to stop the anxiety? It's yeah, so that's my co- that's my color healing stuff that I've done. So I've added this to RTT. It's not part of RTT, but me being me, can't follow a recipe. Um, anyone knows that? But um, yeah, cooking shit. <laughs> fuck off, my cooking's bomb. Yeah. I'm like nah, the non. You used to cook for me, yeah. It was good. Um, yeah, so it's about color therapy is amazing, and the color purple is very calming, and it's it's this color of spirituality and the third eye color. Yep. And so I I knew before Delp said purple, I, I had this feeling it was going to be purple. And then what I do as well is if they if the client wants, I'll you know they buy a crystal off me, which is being charged in the Himalayas, which is amazing. So would you say purple or violet? Amethyst. Is it the same sort of? Well, you've got to ask Del. Mine was a deep purple. Deep purple. Mm. Okay. So I would say band. that's but like very that. grounding as well. But it's not like a fix. It's not like, oh, I'm anxious, purple. Yeah. It's coming that's from that, within. Okay, so I was going to say, is it, have, is it, it's almost is like that just a replacement. turning? I was going to say, is that though still just not addressing a problem? Well, it's acknowledging yeah, so that <clears throat> the anxiety is, was there for a reason and mm-hmm. it was there to protect me mm-hmm. and that's not needed anymore. It's outdated. So... Th- so that what Delby's talking about is the last process. You're right. It's the cure. It's the recording. It's what they listen to for 21 days. It's the visualization. But in there, between identifying where you created this um, negative, faulty belief, mm. and you developed these maladaptive parts. That's, yeah. Yeah. What, what's that? No, I'm just picturing it in my head now. It is just you're just relearning. Yeah, but at that you. time, it was a valid response. Your yes. body's going, uh, protect yourself. That's what I mean. So you're, it's not valid so you're, anymore. Your, so your response to, to a certain situation was a learned 
behavior. So that's how you dealt with it. Exactly. Time, yeah. yeah. So now you can just change your. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So cool. you identify that you actually created this part to defend you, right? And it <clears throat> did its job. And you've got to thank it and say thank you so much at this. When I was five years old, you actually saved me. And you, and this is not what happened to jobs but this is quite often what happens you defended me you protected me you supported me you kept me safe but now you're a pain in my fucking ass and Mm. you're really destructive you need to fuck off (laughs) and pain in my chest yeah Yeah. because you're outdated you're outmoded you're irrelevant and you're not even bloody interesting right now you're just ripping me off so thank you very much but you can fuck off now and I'm going to replace that energy that's stored back from when I was five and is relevant back there but no longer relevant and I'm going to replace it with an energy that I choose now because I did choose red so i'm going to choose purple because mm. that's going to counteract and it's pre- it's relevant to what i want right now and it's it fits my life now much What's like demi moore did to bruce willis and ashton Kutcher. <laughs> <laughs> she said bruce thank Upgrade. you fuck off you've done what? your job what? ashton welcome I guess there's no Demi lover. correct response to anything is there it's just what's right no. for but what what would you say is there a neutral point like a a, a point where there's because at some point, like, maybe yeah, this response is never because every response In 10 years, I need to change this response. Okay, so yeah, this because is every like, response is learned. Mm. Everything is, is learned. Yeah, so this is what I spoke about yesterday, actually, in my session is you don't actually ever get rid of these negative behaviours, so to speak. Physical illnesses, yes, that's different <clears> because that's a step. So the physical illness is actually the last step to protect we have parts so this is more ifs therapy integrated family systems and this is about um the maladaptive parts that we create and the first part that is at the forefront and at the surface is the physical stuff Mm -hmm. right so that's the first protector part then there's the vulnerable inner child part right that's the even deeper even more vulnerable that that physical part's trying to protect so for example um, I, I'm just trying to think what was yesterday, um, without, so the physical part might be, um, or let's just say I get my, my, I get aching on my body, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. that aching makes me not socialize. And because I can't socialize, it keeps me safe and I isolate myself, right? So that physical part has a job to keep you protected and isolated. But behind that is the vulnerable child that didn't feel enough to be able to be recognized socially. And that protecting achy body part is protecting the inner child that doesn't feel good enough to socialize, right? Now behind that, there's another part. And then deep in there is you. Yeah. Little and babushka doll. And that little babushka doll, you're going to get that little babushka doll to come to the front because that's the healthy protector, not the maladaptive parts that were there invented to defend but are now yeah. destructing, destructive. I, I sort of, uh, you're saying so the physical manifestation of, of illness mm-hmm. is the final, is the, is the straw that breaks a camel's back? Yeah. So, <coughs> that's why my so back like, is fucked. And this is uh, mm. like, uh, I had to, go on a bit of a tangent here but I wrote an article last year and I shared it the other day about the news and this is why I think it's a good thing people don't have news at the moment on Facebook mm. because I feel like it um, not only is it a mental uh, weight on people's shoulders mm. um, I wrote the article and I I just got it up just so I could remember because I can't remember off the top of my head the stats mm. but I researched this but by <clears throat> just increasing your stress and anxiety mm. I thought that would be a reason enough not to watch the news for some people, but mm. just so other people, uh, so people know, 
it also increases stress-related hormones like cortisol, mm. um, which have been linked to inflammation associated with like, things like rheumatoid arthritis, cardiovascular disease, and, and heaps of other mm. things. So they're physical mm. illnesses that come from watching cortisol news. production. Yeah, so which if, is just like <coughs> exactly what you said. And great comedy comes from it as well. But, that's that's serotonin. Hello, yeah. Scotty. Hi, Hi Scotty. <laughs> she hey, looks mate. like a stunned mullet yeah. right now. She like, does, who the mate. fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but that's how I people don't understand that it's not it's not like woo woo. It's not mental. Mm. It is a scientific mm. thing that. Um, oh, there's the kick. Oh, um, <laughs> can I get down on their level? Look her in the eyes. Yeah. Um, it is a it's science that the cortisol levels uh, change, mm-hmm. and then they can cause and manifest physical illness by watching something on TV mm. and. Upsetting you. I want to bring her in. I'm like, bring her in. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah, and that's why I love the, the, what I do, right? Because you're exactly right. I love neuroscience just as much as I love spirituality. And I think that it's a fusion of modalities that creates irreversible change. Thanks. Yeah. What are they? Yeah, quotes. Yeah, quotes. Yeah. Um, so well, you did ask a question, though, that I didn't answer. Yeah. Is that can some parts be neutral? The answer is yes. They, Those parts... You know, let's say that someone tried to break in right now. Now, mm-hmm. you're not going to go out there in your true self and be like, you really don't want to break into my house right now. You've probably got daddy issues. You know, this is me. I'd probably come to the front door and be like, no. you know, I'd probably do that. Well, no. I'd be like, no, I wouldn't actually. I'd get my baseball bat and be like, listen here, you fucker. I'm going to knock you out if you take another step. Now, that's not me, right? That's my aggressive. And yep. I've got, it's called the raging uh, bull. No, that I've actually got is her. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the raging bull. I've got ra- the raging bull in me and it is a defensive part that I've created to, you know, defend myself. But some we need these negative maladaptive parts, right? Yeah. So they don't go away and we don't want them to, but when they start to surface when the when the environment isn't um the same, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. When the um when the emotions start to come on when it's irrelevant to the environment, that's when you need to talk to this this part and be like, listen, calm mm-hmm. your tits. You don't need to be aggressive right now because the aggression's at the surface, but behind that aggression is fear, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm, a, I've got my baseball bat and I'm looking at this burger in her eyes going, get fucked and don't take another step. Burger or burglar? Did I say <laughs> burger? <laughs> no, 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 you said burglar. You said burger. Yeah. Um, robber. Whatever, thief. Rob yep. McDonald. And I'm like, you know, I'm not going, you've got daddy issues, don't break into my house. I'm going, take another step and I'll fucking knock you out. Yeah. That... Uh, um, is your raging bull? Is my defense. raging bull? It's my defense, and I need it, right? Flight to, or fight? Fight? Yeah, yeah but you need you fight need that, right? Well, but is that like, aggressive? Um, oh, sorry, that's this what I'm saying. It looks like aggressive. Coming, yeah. It looks aggressive, but am I aggressive? Am I angry then? No, I'm scared. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if we want to, so the anger's at the forefront, but behind that is trembling fear mm. so in order to fix the anger at the front you've got to fix the seed and the seed is fear unless you're hell like bashing cunts then you're like let's do this but then what funny, for, what fuels that it's, it's funny that you <laughs> mentioned power, that because um, the unhealthy power my uh, so Tani, we were walking through um, Northbridge Friday night after one of my gigs and this fucking big married dude there was a homeless dude sleeping in a um, sleeping bag and the Maori guy's just like, fuck you, you homeless demon. Starts kicking him and fucking spitting on him. I'm like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, fuck, I'm standing there like, I'm going to protect this homeless dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, I've got to spend conviction. I can't fucking, yeah. you know. And this guy probably would have flogged me. But then the 
Tani's mate that we were with was like, what are you doing? Stop, stop. And yep. I'm like, fuck, all right. I'm going to have to step in. And then Tani, <laughs> so cute, man. She's like, don't, because if you, if you fight, I'm going to jump in with you as well. But this guy, he just hates himself. He just hates himself. That's what's wrong. Just, yeah. We know he hates himself. See, this is what I'd uh, be doing. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, she goes, just leave him. He hates himself. Um, the, yeah. the cops are so, I'm like, fuck, that's because so no sweet. Because no happy like, person yeah. is Yeah, he does hate right? himself. Yeah. But mm. I also think maybe he was having a psychotic break. He's like, you homeless mm. demon. Like, mm. fucking, it was disgusting to see, man. But I just I, I I'm sorry. I did listen to that whole story and yeah. I appreciated everything. But there's a joke in your set where you say Fakatani. Fakatani. Oh Fakatani. <laughs> Tani. Yeah. Well Fakatani is just, a place in New Zealand. Yeah. 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 And that's just, you just, linked one or two. I linked them all in my yeah. head. <laughs> I was paying attention though. But that said, my mate Corey Phillips, I don't know if mm. you met Corey. Mm. Friday night. Corey. Yeah, you know Corey. Yeah. So Friday night he came to my show with his date. Uh I checked my Snapchat at the next morning and he's, it's him with a lump on his head massive egg on his head mm. and, it, and it and it said that escalated quickly and I was like mm. what the fuck bro did your Tinder date bash you like that's insane yeah and he called me and someone was trying to break into his house oh. right he was upstairs yeah. someone was trying to break into his house in his car mm-hmm. and he went out and he goes this was not like me at all and I f- saw, saw him I started chasing him and mm. they, they were fucking legging it he grabbed one of the dudes Choked one of them out. Yeah. The other guy came back, started kicking him in the head. He's like, I'm not letting your mate go. Yeah. Kick me as much as you want. Choked the guy out. Yeah. Chased after the other guy. Yeah. By this time, the police had called. They called the police and then um, the guy was still out. They came, took Corey's thing. He's, he's He'll get off, but yeah. he's protecting his property. Yeah, yeah. And they attacked first. Yeah, um, self-defense. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, that was his raging bull come out in a real life thing because he was scared he was like i didn't know what i was doing man mm. i was fucking shit myself yeah but yeah, yeah. just went out to protect my, prop- my property so. mm. and then all the guy was doing was bringing him a burger so <laughs> <laughs> a burglar <laughs> so. but um ching. see yeah. that's where your um add comes back to help you oh yeah because you can do that in an episode that goes for two and a half hours you can call back from something that happens at the start of an episode yeah. or when you're doing your rapping yeah it's very but so it's like a superpower yeah, he can use in certain mm. ways. But is it is it conducive to his mental health? The overthinking and the constantly. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's the only yeah. way I know, though, right? Mm. So I've you I've I've utilized it, it as a superpower. Maybe it's yeah. Maybelline. Maybe yeah. it's Maybelline. <laughs> Maybe so what about okay? And uh, Maybe it's Dexamphetamine. I don't know how long the potty's <laughs> yeah. been going G5, for, G5. but five, G five, Aaron forty. Okay, cool. We so two thousand seven hundred and seventy seconds. You figure that out, Delby. Um, but uh, and considering the wife and Bubba here, we mm. we'll wrap up a few things. But um, ADD would um, in kids. You mm. saying like so that you're saying that it's a developed and learned thing. You know, some of these kids are four or five years old and they're being diagnosed with it, and some of them are fucking hypo as shit. Yeah. But what is that? What is that? Is it, would you say that is a a chemical imbalance? Would you say it's a, a diagnosable illness, or okay. would you say it's a learned? I think it's a bit of both. So Maggie Dent's very good at explaining this. She says that particularly young boys who, and we see ADD more prevalent in young boys, Mm -hmm. it's their way of dealing with fear. They create anger and hyperactivity to run away from fear. But she also says that, you know, when, let's say, young pubescent boys, so let's go into the age of 11 or whatever, 12, Mm -hmm. and they're hypo and they need to fidget and they... (laughs) Yeah, I'm. As yeah. we're both fidgeting, we're on both our phones. fidgeting. Yeah, <laughs> I'm completely listening to you. You two do fidget a lot. Uh, I was watching that. Now, 
what the so what this is about quite often with pubescent boys is they don't get full night's sleep when you're going through puberty you have shallow sleep which means you don't get into those real rejuvenating refreshing sleep waves which Mm -hmm. means that when you are awake you fidget to create dopamine which keeps you alert and this is why boys in the classroom quite often need to get up and walk around don't they Mm -hmm. (laughs) i let them get up and walk around all the time Yeah, so do I, right? But lots of teachers, they sit down, stop fidgeting. But this is why they invented the fidgets and stuff like that. So, your question was... Is that a specific thing they invented? fidget spinners. Mm. That's why they did it? Or or just knowing that... I was for autism first. Mm. Oh, really? And then I did it, yeah, like Mm. just to keep simulated without Mm. having a... Wow, I did not know that. That's cool, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. So, Did I cut you off? I think I cut you off. So, there's a bit of... um, what was your original question? It was, what do you think the reason is? And I said, yeah, it's a what bit is of both. So it can be that they grew up as at a two, you know, two-year-old, grown-up, parents are fighting, constant yelling. They develop distractive, maladaptive behaviours, mm. ADD, to distract themselves of the traumatic scenario that they're living in, right? So mm. that's one element. Another element is they can be, let's say, born with... Um, Look, I, I do I do see some kids and they're very young and it's like autism, right? There's you, there is an element that you're born with it, mm. you know. And I do I have met some kids that just their eyeballs are going nuts and I'm you know very very small percentage, but there can be mm. something chemical, right, in those things. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think some a lot. But then their environment autistic. Yeah, but also your environment and epigenetics and all that has been created as well. So anyway, you can shape your own illnesses, I believe. But then, so there's a distractive element. There's the you're born with it, Maybelline element, and and then there is the environmental element. And just the the other thing is like just not being aware and thinking that this is who I am. No, who you are is who you choose to be. And the most important words that you say to yourself, the most important words you hear are the ones you say to yourself. Mm. I am. I am. And what follows I am is what follows you. You are, we are. Is that that why I am affirmations are so... Yeah, because what... they work. What you think you are, you embody. And what you like attracts like. So what you embody, you attract back into your life. If you mm. feel you are shit, you will attract shit. Mm. I feel like a big dick. Well, do you Is have, that do more you, so the... You don't attract big dicks, <laughs> although no, you could you if know. you swung that's that way. That's where my pain in the back came from. So would you hey. say <laughs> Would you say less of a woo-woo like, like attracts... <laughs> would you say less of a woo-woo like attracts like or more of a... a, a a, a science behind it, like the reticular activating system, you spot opportunities when you're looking for opportunities. You yeah. look for red, you so see that's, red. That's, so that's both. You see, you know, you're looking for positive, you see the positive. So Joe Dispenza, my lord, I love him, he <laughs> talks about great, this, yep. is that you, you're – and he is a doctor and um, does a lot of neuroscience and attaches those – is it ECG? Yeah, machines that look into the brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you think positive thoughts and you design your future self and you start to think about that future self, although it has nothing to do with what you want, like let's say and you've got cancer it. and you feel you feel yourself being cancer-free or, you know, it's something so extreme as that, right? Then you you embody it. Then you are it. Then you actually start to move towards it. And because you're not in any way 
advocating this as a cure for cancer, you're saying it can help. Though. Yeah, yes. yeah, for sure. I'm just saying in, in a very extreme <laughs> yeah. position. You don't want people to be like, she thinks she can cure cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, people, people have done it. Is that, and that, is oh, that, yeah. Is that I at a... Is that at a... So uh, that's a particle, a part... What I was getting to is that science, right? That's a particle, um, you know, atom. Mm. This is science, right? That you can change your atom system and what you have going on in your system because we're all atoms, right? We're all energy. And if you look at an atom, an atom is 99.99999% energy. Mm. So if you change your space. system... Space. Space, space. yeah. Nothing. Space. Yes. Good, good. Well yeah. done. Chime <laughs> in to cl- clarify there. So we're 99.99% <laughs> nothing. Nothing. So which means nuts. we control our nothing, right? Mm-hmm. So if we embody joy, we're going to be joy. And mm-hmm. then we're going to move towards joy because science is at like attracts like. Yeah, you're a science teacher. Chime on in, will you? Yeah, well, I you am. have been. Good, good. Yeah. I get yeah. very excited and so sometimes I lose Whatever point. frequency you resonate with, you re- it will it will be. That's why if you hang around positive people, you feel better, man. Mm. If you hang around fucking scum, mm. you feel shit. Mm. And mm. Is since that I ditched some of Hang my with dogs, you get fleas. That's right. Is that, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Or um, season Milan. Is that um, in a way you've just broken down that. a way like that's the, the way the sort of the placebo effect works? Yes. So it's giving you an undying belief that this is working. So you just feel like, ah, oh, it's all good. Mm. Yeah, and and, it, that's and why we people don't know how it, contr- how it works, but what mm. you're saying is we do have control over that. Mm. We just, it's it's not an easy thing to make. Lots of people once they've signed up and they've made their deposit and commitment to me will say, God, it's starting to go away. Yeah. And I say that is because you know you're going to be cured because you trust me and you know, well, more so you, you're starting to trust you and you're starting to trust the process because like I said, I'm not a wizard. I can't wave a wand. You, I guide you to be able to heal you. And when you know and you trust the process and you know that I will not give up until you get there mm. and people that know me know that I'm a hungry little therapist for that, um, that they're already starting to cure themselves, just been believing that they're going to get there because they're embodying that future. As well as science. They're embodying yeah. that future self. Mm. Good. I didn't know how we were going to back up the last two episodes. They were so good. Just and on your hard drive. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Today was fucking amazing. Today's been good. probably my favourite episode. I said that last week as well. We didn't even talk about much into depression, but hey, no, like, give me some cream and I feel for sad about every that. T- <laughs> <laughs> every time you're up, you're more than welcome to come on. Um, and I could keep talking for another couple of hours, but because mm. my I'm going to go buy a bath at Bunnings. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get on I've got to take my daughter to the pool. We're going for a swim. Okay. I've got a bath you can borrow. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Come in and say something into the mic. Oh, that'd Maybe be cool. an episode. But Scotty, yeah. there's no way she'll say anything. Hi, Daddy. <laughs> that you're very eloquent in the way you spoke then. Yeah. It'd be nah, she wouldn't. <laughs> she did the stun mala. I love that. Yeah. She was like, um, "Is there anything you want to plug while uh, you're here?" Um, I am talking at an event. It is in Yelling Up, but it's in May. So just stay tuned. I guess the biggest May what May first. Uh, no, it's we'll May 22nd, I think. Um, oh, I'm not going there twice a, in a month. Well, <laughs> you know what? It's a women's event, so you're not invited. Well, we'll be down anyway. on May the 1st for he's doing a... Uh, Who's doing the plug in here, mate? You just <laughs> <laughs> you're cutting my plug grass. Oh, sorry. Cutting sorry, my plug I pulled grass. the plug. <laughs> 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 yeah, see, May 22nd, women's <laughs> event for all of our... For all of our five women listeners, <laughs> they want to get around it. Okay, fuck. 
No, but they keep requesting you. Every single woman we meet that listens want you on more. Well, they need come and see me as well. And I think the biggest and best way to find out what I'm doing, because half the time, one, I can't really remember, but also I'm doing a lot of promos, is Instagram, is get onto my... Um, the collective the therapy. Collective therapy. Yes. Instagram and um, yeah, I run a lot of prog- programs and promos. But yeah, I guess I've plugged RTT. You know, yeah. that's what I love, and mm. it's my new. And you can do it without actually physically being there. We did this over. Oh, uh, online. So, that's yeah. the best way to do it. Actually, quite often people find comfort in their homes, and you want to be comfortable, right? So. Yeah. So what was the twenty second event called? Uh, it's called Quit Your Bitching. And it's about quit your bitching about yourself. Becky Felstead's events, they're freaking amazing. Had one yesterday, very, very good. And it's about sensuality and sexuality. But there's actually two events. She's needed uh, someone to demonstrate or anything down there. (laughs) With your big dick. (laughs) I'm quite sensual and sexual. Oh, are you? Are you? Right. He's good dick energy. Yeah, that's Marsh. Unless Todd is in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, that's classic. Anyway, go on, plug on. Is that? I'm done. Done? Delby. Fuck, man. Listeners, can you support me? Fuck. Oh. We had six people at the confessional last night. Uh, no, so I got 5.15 today if this releases and you somehow listened to it before. 5.15, who's rhyme? six thirty hours. <laughs> yep, 6.30 at the craft tonight, uh, which is Sunday the 21st, doing the my solo show. Both shows have about 60 people already, so it's going to be fucking dope. 8.15, if you're in Calamunda or up that way, I'll be there tonight. So mm. I got back to back to back. Um, that'll be my solo then Tuesday 6.30 um, we're going to be doing the craft who's rhyme we've already got I think 50 tickets sold so that'll be epic we're getting into our home stretch Thursday me and Mac Shane have managed to um, tee up Scarborough Amphitheatre so if you're down there at the night markets we'll be rapping at the amphitheatre doing some uh, who's rhyme for free um, plugging a big event which everybody needs to get around Aqua uh, we've booked Aqua because it got cancer during COVID. We have Who's Rhyme at 7. 8 o'clock is May 30 year single. 9 o'clock is Cam McLaren 6056. And 10 o'clock is The Confessional. Mm. If you would like to come to each of those, or if you want to come to all of them, just PM me or the hard yarns and I can sort you out a, a sneaky price uh, offline um, because I figure you should get a discount if you're going to come to four shows. If not, use the code AQUA and you'll get a discount on whichever shows you choose. I would recommend Who's Right. I'd recommend all of them. But uh, the confession was a fucking wicked one and it's not in the city, guys. So it's at AQUA so you can come to Hillary's Organise a Babysitter on Saturday the 27th. Um, starting from seven. Tickets are all available on fringeworld.com. Ta- Saturday the 27th of what? Of this month. As in next? Next Saturday. Mm. Yeah. What was next Tuesday. This Tuesday, um, who's rhyme at six As in two days. As in two days, yeah. Mm. And two days going to be Tuesday. And is that at Aqua? Nah, that's at the craft. No, because I'm staying in Fillories. All right, whatever. Well, I've okay. got nothing to plug. I'll probably join, do Gong on Thursday if I can get Delby's thing done and uh, that at lunch. And then, um, uh, oh, the 11th. Um, oh, yeah. We're on at Regal. So that's nearly sold out. That's going to be fucking amazing, raising yeah. money for the bushfires. We should plug that, actually. Yeah, so um, uh, 
there's a, I think there's less than a hundred tickets left. Yeah, so it's, um, yeah, it's going to be fucking awesome. There's eighteen. Uh, there's seventeen absolute guns and me <laughs> on stage. Um, it's going to be fucking awesome. I'm going to keep practicing Delby and just I actually want to do well. So um, well, if you am, if I am, <laughs> yeah, I am. If I'm, you I'm, see I'm, yourself doing well, I'm, yeah. I'm feeling it. I do feel good. So um, it's just going to be fucking awesome night. So if you haven't got tickets, it's going to be good fun. Um, well, I think we've got 683 seats total and there's less than 100 left. Yeah. So, so it's going to be packed and Daniel Delby is the MC. Yeah, so Delby's MC. Uh, I'm, I'm scared. That is self-doubt. That's um, that's a big thing, scared? Delby. Because it's a regal theatre, man. It's big. Regal theatre. I've never MC'd a theatre before. It's sound, everything's different. You're the a sound. drama teacher. So? Mm. No, I'm not. I'm a science teacher. <laughs> you qualified with me as a drama teacher at yeah. uni. Theatre but is I've never. Thing. Yeah, but I haven't. That's what you need to think. Yes, but theatre <laughs> is different to the regal theatre. I'm saying the acoustics. In your mind. Yeah, but the acoustics of me doing my punchline, I think I'm going to have to change my game a bit to wait for the last. For the rolling. For the Ask rolling to go last. in there and prep or go in there a bit early and yeah. have a Don't, play with the acoustics. No, that's, I'm not sure that's how it'll work. Because <laughs> <laughs> you could need 680 people to come in there and laugh. Yeah, first to get the feedback. You'll know straight away. You're so fast that you yeah, hear Delby the feedback and you'll be able to adjust. Just so adaptable. Yeah. It'd be, so you need to say yourself. It seems like I am it's adaptable. something you probably need a lot of experience to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, no, nah, it's going to be great. Know. It's going to be a fucking awesome fun night, um, especially for me. If I do well, how good? If not, like, people get to watch me fuck up. So that's good yeah. for you guys as well. So how good? Um, uh, that's it. Cool. Um, thank you very much, Chelsea. We'll get you back on... Um, in no time yeah I sure. love it thanks for having me always and a blast yeah look at these men <laughs> I'll take the bit now <laughs> I'm a crow <laughs> you shall you not pass you shall not pass <laughs> he never did the W but everybody else has done the W <laughs> listen all the way to the end and you'll see why he's the dumbest cunt on the planet yes. grab a drink settle down and we'll see you in Right now, yeah. five yards <laughs> podcast. <laughs>